0: Hey everybody. We are live. Um this morning, guys, today today was hard. Today was hard. Uh this morning, I decided to dress for success uh by wearing this onesie that I also went to sleep in, putting it back on after I showered. And then I didn't get any of my goals written down because I fell asleep on the couch. Um from like 7:30 to 7:50. So that was uh I'm waking up right now, I'm trying my best I'm kind of failing at ten xing this morning. Um, but I am excited for our nine oh six meeting with Amanda today, so y'all, if you give me a second, I am going to be sending Amanda the link to our um, let's see stream link for nine oh six meeting. Even though this morning I have not successfully 10x anything, I will be successfully having a meeting at 9.06, and I think that's just as important, because that's intentional. Me not 10xing anything was unintentional. I'm trying to wake up with this coffee right now. Mm, This morning was hard to wake up. Like I really struggled to wake up. I was like, "Mm, I don't think I'm going to get out of bed right now. And then I did, and I took Chewie on a little jog, and it was cute. And then I came back in, and I was like, I'll shower. And then after my shower, I was like, I should write down my goals. And then I fell asleep for 20 minutes instead. So that's where we're at right now.
1: (laughs) How Um, about you?
2: (laughs) Well, I the first time I didn't work out, but I also don't feel horrible about it because I didn't break any habits. I didn't take my pre-workout today. So I still haven't taken, I, I still have never had a day where I take pre-workout and then don't work out afterwards. That's good. So I don't feel horrible about that. I did get a chance to basically drink my coffee and read the newspaper this morning, which was nice. And I'm doing laundry and vacuuming and just basically doing some household cleaning tasks that will help keep my sanity. So I didn't get my physical exercise, but I did get my sanity.
0: That's good. That's important. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, my brain is not waking up. I, cause today I have a, I, you know what, since uh, I should just write down my goals live on the stream for the day, because we're here, we're here, it's goals time. Y'all, I didn't write down my goals yet. So here's my goals for today. Actually, I wrote them down like earlier in the week of what I need to get done today. But my goals for the day are to, I want to film, I want to film, how many videos should I film? Today,
2: 10. Uh, I'm going to go
0: with four. Well, I should go with 10 because I need a 10 exit, but I'm going to go with four because that's how many I'm actually going to film today. Uh, So I'm going to film four videos today. Um, And along, I have a checklist of the videos that I need to film today, so that'll be good. Uh, What else do I need to do today? Um, Send some emails. I wanted to send the emails before the stream, because that's what Grant would do, but my stupid self fell asleep. So I want to send the emails. I want to film four videos. I want to... I mean filming four videos is going to take most of the day. Oh, and then I'm going to edit one video because that video will go up tomorrow.
2: What's your video tomorrow?
0: I think it's going to be the Ponzinomics review. I'm filming with, uh, Antibot and I are going to have a book discussion this afternoon about it. And uh, we'll use that. I'm going to use that along with the review. So I'm going to be filming that. I'm going to be filming a a book about writing and publishing. I'm going to be filming a video about, oh, I'm going to be filming. I think I'm going to do something with Ivy. I'm going to be Ivy for a little bit and do my Is Amway Occult video because I have an interview for that that I want to edit in. And then what else? What else am I going to film? I, I, I had a fourth video in mind. What was it? I'm sure
2: I wrote it down in here. What's my fourth video I'm filming today? Yeah. What was your fourth video you're filming today, What's my today, fourth Sabs? video? Come on, Sabs. Just your fourth video? Oof. My, video, my goals for the day are stay safe, stay sane. Stay sexy. That's all that you need. Boom.
0: Yeah, and it's a complete alliteration. You never have to say anything other than a word that starts with S.
2: Dude, I'm gonna be such a good self-help guru one day.
0: You are. You are.
2: It's the <laughs> and stay then you get to take the, me down.
0: This the 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 s the s six rule
2: success the 6S rule why 10x six, you can six no s.
0: because it sounds like success, success. i love it that's I actually it. that's really good it's the 6S rule <laughs> that's actually perfect okay i feel accidental like accidental brilliance <laughs> no that is brilliant because my joy over realizing that you accidentally came up with the 6S rule which sounds like success that just like woke me up a little bit like I'm, i feel i'm motivated now
2: feel for oh make the other rumors. video
0: i was going to do a reaction video to one of coffeezilla's videos and in there issue an apology to everyone for promoting a uh, damon john who's actually a huge
2: business guru a
0: huge business guru i don't mean that in a positive way
2: yeah com- he tried to trick us with his shark tank and and legitimate businesses with
0: this with all with his legitimate company with his clothing brand here i thought he was providing value to the world but now he's off hanging out with grant cardone
2: trying to 10x everything he knows trends oh oh panda made two ingredient pizza last night you're welcome i learned it because aaron did weight watch oh god i didn't mean to out her like that well whatever everyone knows that she she did weight watchers for a little bit and she she learned that recipe there
0: it's okay I think everyone well i I won't say I've done weight Watchers. no one would judge
2: her for doing it though
0: I used to eat, eat weight watchers ice cream all the time so
2: I think it I went, say, yeah it's... I like it I'm sorry for cutting in I just no go ahead from perspective looking in I, I I sort of like it because it's not calorie counting it's it's point counting I know the points are sort of involved with calories but it, it, I, I like the fact that it's not calorie counting because I, I I do see how it, it's less stressful and and you can still sort of eat what you like. You're just measuring it based on point. It sort of gamifies it. I just, I just liked what I saw. It seemed healthy.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I cannot calorie count because I have too much OCD for that and it becomes bad. So instead I just try to eat less food and I'm not usually good at it.
2: I've been taking the snack diet lately. I don't think it's working for me, but I eat a lot of snacks and it's nice.
0: That sounds wonderful. Um, okay. I want to make sure I take some comments. I realized I didn't have the banner up. Good morning. Let's live like business gurus. Cher's here. Good morning. I was up early to get stamps and mail out a package to you. I added a few little surprises. Thank you, Cher. Y'all, if you haven't seen yesterday's episode, make sure you watch it at 9:06 AM, which is an hour and six minutes into the episode. Cher came on and taught us about ethical essential oil usage because you all know how much I hate when people use essential oils on their pets or try to claim that they could cure cancer or try to do all kinds of weird MLM stuff with them. But she was here to teach us about how to use them to make nice smells, which is what they're good for. So uh, appreciate you being here, Cher. Joseph's here saying, Good morning, everyone. I have tomorrow off. Oh, yes, you do, because you are... Joseph is coming on tomorrow <clears throat> for our 9.06 a.m. meeting so joseph has tomorrow off and is going to do a meeting with us amanda is kind of nervous about being on the stream today you do not need to be nervous we are just going to have a fun time it's going to be great it's going to be great i'm excited to talk about whatever you want to talk about
2: yeah we don't bite we're not we're not shark tank we're like goldfish complex the 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 fishbowl that would be our show and instead of the fishbowl
0: we're the fishbowl, we just swim around and look cute, and uh, you can feed us little flakes. You
2: can call me a beta, but I'm really just a fish. That's us. That's us, exactly. Deceivingly dangerous. Mushroom Destroyer's dangerous. here,
0: Sarah's here, sako's here, Joseph after tomorrow has to work seven days straight. Oh, dude, that sucks, I'm so sorry. That's a lot of days. Mushroom Destroyer wants to do a 9.06 meeting. Yeah, you can do one on Monday with us. We Tony gotta Robins set up week, all of Mondays. Day one, is, week one, day one. It's gonna be Tony Robbins week. Tony Robbins' schedule never says exactly what time he has morning meetings at, so we are gonna go with 9.06
2: because that is intentional. Well, yeah, Grant Cardone doesn't do 8 a.m. live streams, but we kept that. We're gonna keep something from every single guru.
0: Yeah, that's what, yeah, from Rachel we kept the 8am live streams, which is the basis of this entire show, and then from Grant we're going to keep the 906 meetings, I don't know what we'll keep from Tony, maybe I'll we'll keep eating three eggs every morning.
2: We'll keep his muscles. <laughs> we'll keep Tony's muscles. <laughs> we'll keep Tony's muscles. Um. Oh, Katie, I, nice, who, who else here likes Studio Ghibli? Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. I definitely just combined the Ponyo song and the um, My Neighbor Totoro song. I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi while I've been working lately. All right, so I
0: just want to make sure I love share. I gained 10 pounds on Weight Watchers because I hate being told what to do. That's like I love that. That's like a that's like a motto for life.
2: Stop eating that. No.
0: <laughs> Ash wants to know if there will be more Sims videos. Yeah, I'm considering doing one on Saturday. I think I'll do a Sims video on Saturday. Um. Uh, to make... I want to make business gurus on The Sims now. Because someone suggested that last night on the writing stream. And I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. I think I'll make Elise Shiloh, the fictional business guru from me and RK's novel, Cancel Sean Boston. I think I'm going to make her...
2: Hmm. I was gonna say like make make her your uh what would it be the the the, the why am i totally blanking on her name from uh cyborg tinker
0: which character from cyborg tinker
2: the main character who you're like oh I love gwen. Her. yeah make her make her your gwen just have her sleep with all of the other fictional characters and just starting all of this drama in the house
0: that sounds wonderful and see the thing is if i'm gonna make a business guru in the sims i need them to have a very lavish house so I might look up some... I don't know any Sims 4 cheat, cheat codes. codes yet. I'm going to look up cheat codes because business gurus would definitely use cheat codes in The Sims. Yeah.
2: They use cheat because codes in life. Dude, I don't play The Sims unless I cheat. I don't feel like stressing about life in a video game. What
0: are life hacks but Sims cheat codes in real life?
2: Well, I know. I mean, I forgot what the 50,000 one is, but I know Rosebud historically has always been 1,000 simoleons.
0: Yeah, so is, just do that a bunch. Uh, Is this Rosebud's work in Sims 4?
2: I assume. Because you know, as like, they, the... they keep all the same cheat codes.
0: Sims 4 cheat codes. I'm just going to look it up online. Got to 10x your Simoleons. Now, I'm going to 10x these Simoleons here. Maybe.
2: Mother Lotus 50k. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: Dude, the, we need to have the 6s rule in in uh, Cancel Elise Shiloh. That needs to be a huge thing. That needs to be like one of her programs that... She unleashes success. the success program. Stay,
2: what was it? Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay sane, Stay, sane, stay sexy. That's you what gotta, he, you gotta protect your body, your mind, and your appearance because your appearance is the real moneymaker. If you're sexy, you can get away with anything. So yeah, I think Sean
0: Boston has is gonna be the spokesperson for that message because he's very full of himself. So when, uh, uh, yeah,
2: isn't that right, Logan? Yeah, Aww. you get away with shitting on the floor if you want, don't you? And he says,
0: yeah, because oh, I'm
2: cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so upset today because I was carrying him down the stairs. and I was like, I go to this extra length to make sure he doesn't pee in the stairwell. And there was like this perfect spiral of poop on the stairs. I was like, no one else does. Damn. Was, it's like, no, no wonder dogs poop and pee on the stairwell because it smells like urine and shit.
0: Right. So they, in their mind, like dogs go by what smells like whatever. So they're like, oh, this is a, this is a toilet.
2: Yeah. If it smells like a toilet, if there's urine on the floor, it's a toilet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can see how that makes sense. Like the other day Chewy was trying to poop on the side of someone's apartment building. And we were kind of like, Chewy, that's not where you should poop. But I'm like, how would he know that? The whole outside in his mind is somewhere he can poop.
2: He also doesn't understand any of the words he said except maybe poop and chewy. So he's like, I'm doing it, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or it's like, yeah, if 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 we're if we're
0: outside and sometimes Chewy will like lift his leg like he's gonna pee on someone's bike, and we're like, no buddy, you can't pee on someone's bike, but he doesn't get that. It's like, why? I'm outside, I can pee anywhere.
2: Logan has been actually I was worried Logan was gonna pee on a car today. I got a little worried. I, thankfully he didn't, but I, he was smelling around the car and I had to pull him i was like, nope, you're not yeah. going to do that. They don't have a Trump sticker. I mean, what?
0: <laughs> Wait, oh, Amanda was going to ask us to, yeah, Amanda, do a Shark Tank pitch. So when Amanda comes on at 9.06, she's going to give us a Shark Tank pitch. I wish I were an investor. I wish we could give you money in real life, but I still want to listen to your Shark Tank pitch.
2: Let's that do it. Let's, fun. That sounds really fun. Let's start doing micro-ventures. I'm sure, I, I'm sure we can scoop up micro amounts of investment monies for, for follow for subscribers.
0: Okay. Yeah, are we gonna be a uh um a capital fund now?
2: Yeah, we'll be the success fund. The success fund. Um do, 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 do. someone wanted us to 10x their bank account. I can add 10 zeros to it as long as it's before your first number.
0: I love this. Amanda says, I put my cat's litter box in the bathroom. The family that poops together stays together. That is lovely. I love that so much. That is so sweet. Oh, okay. No more poop. Because Bobby says, this is the second stream I tried to watch but had to stop because you guys started talking about poop. Okay, we are now officially not talking about poop anymore. Bobby, you can stay. I promise. It's okay. We're not doing it anymore.
2: Yeah, that is a go-to, isn't it? (laughs)
0: Oh, here we go. Amanda can pitch a YouTube channel and we can invest by sending subscribers her way. That's done. Brilliant.
2: brilliant. Done and done. There are pets in the Sims too. Uh, we knew.
0: Yeah. On Well, my last Sims stream I did on Saturday, I made Chewy in the Sims and he looks so cute. Yeah. Um, cool. So I have my Sims 4 cheat
2: codes. That'll be good. Actually, someone also recommended, I forgot who in the chat the other day, that it was like um, while you were looking for people to advertise for Home Friends, uh, they said, Why don't you advertise on smaller channels and your payment is you can promote them on your channel?
0: I think it was Cher that said that. Yeah, I need to do that.
2: I think that's a great idea. So, because that's a quantity model. I mean, if you get, you're going to have to get a lot of small channels, but if you get a lot of small channels, then you're still going to be introduced to a decently sized audience.
0: What I am willing to do, if anyone has a very small channel and you want you're willing to advertise Forever Home Friends, that's the thing is I can't like, I can't pay sponsorship money unless the channel, I'm as, at least twice as big as mine. But if it's if you have a small channel, I could give you an affiliate code where you can make like, if someone buys through your code, you, I can give you like a custom discount code and things like that. And if someone buys through your code, they can get a, or you can get uh,
2: commission, commission. Percentage.
0: yeah, you can get a percentage for that, like, use code whatever, and then you get, yeah, so I can give you an affiliate code I can do that, and also I can promote something of yours on my channel
2: and do a trade so I, I saw I'll Pimp Savvy, and my brain combined them, and I saw I'll saw Simp Savvy
0: yes, that is what I want, I want an army of simps, I feel like that'll make me successful on the internet
2: serious question, do you think you're better off pre or post uh, chest surgery for uh or breast reduction surgery for gathering an army of simps? I th-
0: I don't know. I think that depends on my audience. Like, I think I really need to, before I get breast reduction surgery, I really need to hit it hard on Twitch with the gaming stream so that I could be an e-thought. I think then I can, I think that'll be good for that audience, but for this audience, which is um, mostly women, although it's mostly not straight women so i don't know but i feel like women on the internet are more respectful of other women on the internet than men are of women on the internet just on average so i feel like people who simp for me don't do so in a sexual way because they love me for who i am
2: i think there are some small some smaller chested women that have simp armies though too
0: oh i mean like yeah like shoe on head <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to drop names because I didn't want to,
2: like, get accused of sexualizing people, but
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not really sexualizing her. She very well, blatantly has a simp army, and they're on Twitter, too. Yeah. yeah. And so does Pokemane.
2: Yeah. On Twitch, and so does um, Bella Delphine. Bella Delphine also just does porn, so, like, she should have a simp army.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, guys, I'm definitely getting <laughs> surgery, for sure, but I'm thinking, like, I'm not getting it till after I've been COVID vaccinated, so... In the meantime, I figure I might as well build up some Twitch subscribers of thirsty men. Get me some views. <laughs> just move the camera
2: and just go like. Do, 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 do,
0: do, do, do. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, this webcam has a pretty wide angle. I'm not even wearing a bra right now. I, that's how much I dressed for success today. But
2: <sighs> There's no bra in success.
0: There's no bra in success. That's true. <laughs> None of the letters of the word bra appear in the word success. So Yeah. Success is all about uplifting yourself.
2: You don't need the support of a bra.
0: Okay, wait. A few people are um, willing to join my simp army. Also, I love the way that Eva spelled out pimp here. It took me a minute to understand what you wrote. But, okay. You we I should get... create an application form. Would
2: you like to join the savvy simp army? Would
0: you like to join my simp army? Yes, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Savannah Marie gave Forever Home Friends a shout-out on her channel recently. It was very, very nice. I really appreciated it. To thank her for that, I sent her, her daughter, uh, Princess
2: Allie book. Oh, Bella Thorne absolutely has sent- She made so much money from her partially nude photo on OnlyFans. Yeah. I forgot how much exactly it was. Oh, shit. Yes, we do. Um, let me look it up real quick. How much did, how much did Bella Thorne She wrote? made a
0: lot. And that was actually a really interesting discussion about, like, ethics. Because... There's she made a all... million dollars in 24 hours. Sorry. No, well, yeah, because OnlyFans, I think, changed a lot of their policies after that. So it always brings up the interesting discussion of, like... Who is OnlyFans for? Like, should celebrities make OnlyFans? It's the same thing with Kickstarter that I talk about. Should... Bigger business owners be allowed to use Kickstarter, and it's like allowed on a legal level, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, should we like culturally shame them for it? Is my is my question? Because sometimes I see you know Kickstarter campaigns by huge celebrities, by other business owners who are already successful and have a lot of money, and it's like, I like keeping this as a place for people who are new to support other people who are new rather than having someone with already a huge following just dominating the the front page every single time and because like that there's already traditional media available to them so I think that's the question I would ask about OnlyFans as well is like does Bella Thorne need I mean she doesn't need an OnlyFans but she she could you know create any other kind of format and get that same following rather than clogging up the traffic for people who are new to it. So that's, but that's, that's just a discussion that I've always think is interesting to have.
2: Well, that was my response and you sort of touched on it. Do you think OnlyFans asked her or persuaded her to join because they benefited from it far more? Like she has the means to create her own private link for people who pay for, and she can make it encrypted. Like she has the means to pay for all of this. Where she could have one nude photo up there and you have to pay her a certain amount of money to access that photo and only you have access to it and it's just as leakable as going on OnlyFans Um, and she could have absolutely done that and kept all of the money but she did OnlyFans and it was either because the platform is already there and it's just simpler for her Um, Shit I gotta take this Okay,
0: that's fine Um, So yeah to answer that um, it's an interesting question, I think, and RK R- R- had to hop on a call, so he's not hearing me at all, but I wanted to just talk about this for everyone in the chat. Um, I think, I never even considered that maybe OnlyFans had asked her to do it as like a promotional thing, but I think you might be right now that you're saying that, because I think they got a lot more traction from it. A lot of people were kind of mad at her from it because, well, also because what I feel like, I think there was a the whole thing with like what she promised the picture, the pictures were not actually going to be what they were, but yeah, I think you're right. OnlyFans was the one who benefited from that the most, so they very well might have asked her to do it for a promotional thing.
2: Because they trended like crazy for it, and she, as I said, like the, those large celebrities, they have the means to, to to own what they're putting out there, and it's just it's really difficult for me to say like they're lazy, and because they, that's the only other option is they're just too lazy to do that, even because they have enough money to pay other people to do it for them. To, so they have to go to an already existing platform.
0: Right. Yeah. So th- that, that's the thing that I, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how I hate seeing late night comedians on YouTube. Like I don't, I don't want to watch a late night comedian on YouTube. They already are on TV. I watch YouTube to see independent creators who don't have a studio behind them. That is, that's why I like YouTube. And then when late night hosts clog up the whole trending page on YouTube, It's harder for people who got their actual start just making things independently to get out there. But, I mean, YouTube also absolutely promotes that because they know that it drives more traffic to their page to get the ad revenue, knowing that people can, oh, I can watch clips from the late night host for free and stuff like that. But it's, I just, I hate it. So I refuse to watch late night hosts on YouTube. Except I did watch the John Oliver special about multilevel marketing
2: because that, that's important to watch. That's also HBO, so you would have had to subscribe to HBO. You, you would have had to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, HBO. I don't.
0: I've never had HBO. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The the other ones are cable. Are, are aren't just cable. They're basic cable. Like like if you just get basic cable, you get NBC, so you can watch and and, uh, and ABC and well, no, ABC doesn't have late night. CBS.
0: Yeah, this is a lot of people. Okay, first of all, Jess MUA is here. Hey, Jess, what's up? Um, There's a lot of good points in the, in the chat. Bette Marie says it's a disparity of resources. Larger businesses or established celebrities have other avenues to launch their idea. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. So that's like, I remember, I think it was Zach Braff tried to launch a movie on Kickstarter. And I'm like, dude, so many independent filmmakers are trying to launch movies on Kickstarter. Like you have a lot of money and you have so many other resources and so many other film industry connections. Like, why are you doing this? Mushroom Destroyer says, I don't think you should stop people, but there should be some rules to prevent people from scamming and ruining the site for the average Joe. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I don't think, I didn't think people should stop them in the sense of like, I don't think the company should tell them not to, or I don't think that the law should, like, I don't think there should be any official. I just think it should be a thing where like, Culturally, people are like, Yeah, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch a traditional celebrity or traditionally successful person. But I don't know. Sarah says that Cruel World Happy Mind did a good video about OnlyFans. She did. I haven't watched it yet, but it's, it's, guys, my watch later playlist is 700 videos long. And I really, I really need to, like, I just go through YouTube and I'm like, Oh, I want to watch that and that and that and that. And then I never get through them all. So I need to, that one is one I haven't gotten to yet. But she does a lot of really good videos. So I imagine that it'll be. Fantastic. Um,
2: let's see. What do you think of augment of the growth of augmented reality? This is something that I've been talking to Gray about lately, and it's funny because this is actually overlapping with work right now. So I can I can actually feel benefit. Like I'm 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 not totally lying about my life. Um, I noticed. I
0: yeah, tell me your thoughts first, because I don't have any thoughts yet.
2: <laughs> so it's kind of interesting how they're creating these these one of a kind and limited edition collectibles for people to have in their vaults, which yeah. you only purchase using cryptocurrency. These are like NFTs. Uh, Lo and Paul just made like a huge sale using these as well. Um, and they're only accessible using specific cryptocurrencies. Um, I know there's one that's not sold in the States and this isn't me telling y'all to buy it. I just, I, I it's just what I'm telling you what I'm reading. Uh, it's called like Omicoin oh or Ecomicoin and they're creating these uh, virtual or augmented reality vaults
1: uh-huh. that
2: you can collect limited edition graphic design arts and collectibles um, and like I said, the, the the primary driving force of the art is that it's limited edition, um, and the driver mar- and the primary driving force of the currency's value is that it, it it obviously disappears upon use, so it does create a sense of scarcity. Do you see us sort of moving into the virtual landscape of augment reality collectibles? Because while I used to like, if I just look at this, like it's just the the next stage in evolution of baseball cards. I can really wrap my head around that and say, you know what, that makes sense. We are moving into a more digital existence and I can sort of see virtual baseball cards being a thing. Only instead of being virtual baseball cards, instead of having like, I'm just gonna say, uh, I, I'm just gonna say like this, what the Wayne Gretzky card, cause I know that sold for like a million dollars pretty recently and I know it's hockey, so don't shit on me guys. Um, but instead of, have, instead of having that Wayne Gretzky card, that physical copy in your hand, what if you had a one of a kind, Wayne Gretzky augmented reality, figurine in your virtual vault that has his virtual signature on it. And you're the only person. And how does that have any more or less value than the card itself? Because while the card itself is a physical entity, what else does it do for you other than give you something to look at?
0: I guess my first thought on that is like when people collect rare physical items, the reason that it's rare is that there weren't any others of it produced. And I know you could say the same thing for a digital item, but a digital item, I feel like, could be more easily replicated to be exact rather than look like a knockoff if somebody has those kind of skills.
2: Well, yeah, but there's always gonna be, there's knockoffs of like cards and jerseys and and people forge signatures all the time too. I guess that's true,
0: yeah. I don't know, then. That's interesting. What do you guys think in the chat? I never really thought about this before, but that is interesting. I'm. I think I need to learn about cryptocurrency because I, I just like don't know very much about it, and I feel like if I, I feel like, if the world does end up going in that direction in the future, it's probably better to be one of the people who understands it at the beginning. Just and Ava. I, oh, sorry. What's it? Where? Which comment from Ava?
2: The latest one because that was my original thought when i first started reading about this we're entering the oasis the oasis oh but i'm sorry i'm gonna mute myself so you-
0: you're muting yourself
2: i don't right. want to I, because i felt bad for cutting you off
0: no i i just talk you cut me off whenever you want we're just having a conversation dude don't mute yourself continue talking girl mute yourself girl- <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is like, I'm a person who talks a lot. And sometimes people are like, you dominate conversations. I'm like, it's not intentional. I just expect people to jump in when they want to. And I know that I probably should pause more often so that people can feel like they should jump in at that moment, like right now.
2: Yeah. So like, what if we do get to, I guess, for example, for the book lovers out there, what's a cooler, what's a cooler way to read a book, would you say? You are reading just a mass uh, what would I say a, 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 a mass market version of Lord of the Rings I'll just I'll just put out uh, one that uh, everyone at the very least knows and respects not necessarily loves You're reading that mass market copy or a Kindle copy of it on your couch or you're putting on VR goggles and all of a sudden you're in this virtual library where all outside noise is cut off and you can just ex- experience the ambience of that room and you're picking up like your virtual, first edition old copy and especially if we get to a point where we're able to engage in all of our senses not just visual and sound in this private library that only you have access to your first edition lord of the rings
0: i think it would be cool if, if the virtual reality world was like the the holodeck in star trek then i'd be into it i do virtual reality stuff sometimes but virtual reality as it is right now makes me nauseous like, I enjoy playing a virtual reality game for like, I don't know, 20 minutes at a time, but I cannot spend too long in it because no matter how much I adjust the goggles, it makes my head dizzy. And I think it's one of those things because it might be because I don't wear contact lenses. So I, I have to just play without glasses in the goggles. I don't know if that's what it is, but I have trouble with virtual
2: reality, guys. But you're far from the only one to have that issue, and I think that's yeah. part of the reason why virtual reality is sort of stalled, whereas augmented reality has really taken off. Because it, yeah. it is the, it is a much lower barrier of entrance. You don't have that same uh, sensory overload experience. Yeah. You start, like It doesn't have the same negative consequences of, of logging into VR for too long. Um, I can definitely see the benefits of VR where it's currently at for very specific modes of training. Um, I know delivery drivers use it to to, to train uh, extreme conditions. Obviously pilots use air, uh, air simulators and have historically always used them and I see the benefits of that. But I still see VR as more of a specialty training tool at this point in time because it's just not sophisticated enough for mass consumption. Whereas mm-hmm. augmented reality where's that right now i really feel like i mean look at how for one pokemon go is still fucking huge and that came out what five years ago yeah dude pokemon go that that
0: yeah i mean pokemon go came out the same year we bought our apartment so that would be 2016 like early 2016 i think yeah. yeah. Pokemon Go has been around for like five years. Yeah. Well,
2: because c- Hillary did the Pokemon Go to the polls. Oh
0: god! Oh god! <laughs> Ultimate cringe post.
2: So, so I know it was long. I know it was around at least in the 2016 election.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That was just like that clip is just so so good for reacting to every time someone either panders to young people or makes
2: a really bad pun. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, so, but like that, I feel like that's sort of a, a, a like the torchbearer of augmented reality right now. Cause like it just sort of just shows how accessible it is. And here, I, I'm going to see if I can find the clip that Gray shared with me and I can share it on the screen. Um, and hey
0: t- there's mass VR at Old Orchard Mall. Okay, dude, I used to go to Old Orchard Mall all the time. It's not far from me at all. It's in Skokie, which is, uh, one of the closest suburbs to Chicago. It's like, just like I can take, the yellow train and get there in a couple minutes. Um I did not know that they had that at the old orchard mall. That's the mall my friends and I always used to go to when we would go, you know, shopping and hang at the mall. And my mom and I used to go, go Christmas. To huh? The mall. <laughs> the old orchard mall is fun because it's an outside mall. So you get to be really cold in the Chicago winter in between stores.
2: Okay, I found but- it. Here we go. So I'm going to share my screen real quick.
0: Okay, Lindsay had a Pokemon go to the polls flashback. Glow used to work at Old Orchard Mall. Dude! Am I neighbors with, like, all of y'all? Because why are we all not hanging out together in person? The answer is because there's
2: pandemic. Apparently. So y'all can (laughs) see this? So, like, this is the DeLorean that uh, someone purchased using these coins.
0: Oh my god, I want it.
2: And that's the whole thing. Like, if it becomes cool, it's over cuz once something becomes cool everyone purchases it purchases it and then there's that FOMO experience of everyone not wanting to be the uncool kid but can you imagine sort of climbing into this DeLorean taking your selfies with the DeLorean i feel like every oh profile God. picture you had would be in a DeLorean
0: oh absolutely this this like feels like lucid dreaming but in real life
2: yeah so like this is the level of sophistication that AR is getting to right now and then see, you can just sort of make a shrink it and put it back in your vault.
0: Yeah, I agree with Cartridge Gamer right here. Democrats are always that old, out of date, care, and trying to be young. Yeah, at least Republicans
2: know that they're lame. I don't know about that. They might not all know that. I don't. <laughs> so I, don't I don't think they God, know that kidding. they're lame. <laughs> but I think that they aren't trying to be cool. They yeah. they just
0: <laughs> dude. Politicians trying to be cool is like. Just like nails on the chalkboard for me. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, they're they're not they're not trying to be cool. They're just running away to Cancun. Like that's oh awful. god. <laughs> um, my MLM daughter is a Republican. Definitely doesn't think she's lame.
0: So she doesn't think she's lame. Dude, okay.
2: young Republicans are like they're they're trying to read. Oh, young
0: Republicans cool. do not think they're lame. They like don't ben think Shapiro, they're lame. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, I think, is like the. The ultimate young Republican. Yeah, young Republicans have the most confidence. Like, you could say what you want about them, but you gotta admire their confidence.
2: They're the Black Knight from from Monty Python. Like, if they lost both their legs and both their arms, they'd be like, ah, running away!
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, young Republicans have the most confidence of anyone I've ever seen in my life. Nothing can shake them. It's pretty impressive,
2: actually. I think we could all learn about confidence from them. Absolutely. I mean, there, there, there is something to be said of, of learning from people that you disagree with. Maybe uh... Yeah.
0: <laughs> like from Ben Shapiro, I learned that if I talk really fast, people think I sound smart. Which is true, because when I did a debate on Tuesday night on this channel... People were like, wow, Savvy's talking really fast. And then people were also like, wow, Savvy's saying a lot of really smart things. I mean, it's possible that I was just saying smart things and talking fast at the same time. Or maybe Ben Shapiro's fast talking technique works. I wasn't trying to copy him. I just had a lot of things to say and I was giving everyone a time limit. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah.
2: Oh, his fast talking technique absolutely works because he piles on so many points and you feel overwhelmed by the time he stops speaking.
0: I mean, that's that's the whole idea behind like policy debate which is where you know you see high school kids talking really, really fast at each other. The idea is that you only have, I think, eight minutes in each speech to make the, all your points. And if you don't address all your opponent's points, then, then it's as if you conceded that argument to them and they get the point for that. So you need to address everything and you want to have more facts and logic than your opponent had in there. So you got to talk even faster because you have to fit it all into eight minutes regardless.
2: So you can't just randomly say Reptar would beat up King Kong as an extra point, and then they don't respond to it, and they concede it, and you get that point?
0: I mean, I guess you could, but, like, I don't think the judge would care about Reptar beating up King Kong, unless that's what the debate was about, which, like, why couldn't it be?
2: Get a new judge. (laughs) Your debate was great, but I had to keep turning it off and coming back. It was so frustrating at times, not because of you
0: that's what I've heard from a lot of people. So I apologize to everyone who was there live and got frustrated in real
2: time. Have you seen Paul Ryan's workout photos? Super. I think, Oh God, Paul Ryan thinks he's so cool. He does dude. Paul Ryan does
0: too much P90 X. I remember when he was running for vice president, like in 2012, and he was so obsessed with the fact that he had 6% body fat. Like he was just like, all Do you- over
2: how do you think if- Beachbody paid him?
0: Do you, Oh, that's an interesting question. Guys, in the chat, do you think... I mean, those of you... I don't know how old people are here. Those of you who were old enough to vote in 2012, like us, like us old people, do you think that Paul Ryan was paid by Beachbody to
2: promote P90X? Because they got a lot of free publicity if they didn't pay him. Anyway, I'm sorry for for cutting you off again. I'm gonna mute my girl. I'm gonna go No, myself. do not
0: mute yourself. You didn't even cut me off. <laughs> you. I don't think you cut. I also don't notice when people cut me off because I just assume the conversation's gonna keep going regardless.
2: We're passing the mic back and forth. Yeah, I would th- like. It's so weird to think about it. He he was really pushing that, and at the time, I just thought, okay, he just he loves to work out. Now I'm thinking to myself, like, oh wait, maybe there's a more nefarious link between a predatory politician and a predatory company.
0: I mean, now uh, guys read Ponzi This book talks a whole lot about the links between MLM companies and politicians. Uh, a lot of the reason that like, like uh, the Amway family has had, or the DeVos family that's run Amway has, it's not just Betsy DeVos's ties to Trump. Like since the late seventies, they've been tied to various politicians and they try to just get, like you know get involved with whoever's going to be in power, and that keeps Amway from getting declared illegal. And it's that's a whole thing with that. There's a whole thing with Herbalife too, doing that kind of thing. So yeah, there's been connections with politicians and MLMs from the beginning. So did Beachbody maybe pay Paul Ryan to promote them by talking nonstop about how much he loves to do P90X and how in shape he got from it? Maybe. I don't have proof of it, but, like, I could definitely see that happening.
2: Well, because there is the other side of it where he just, like, he bought, because at the time, I think in 2012, I don't even think uh, Beachbody on demand was a thing, so he may have just bought the DVDs and mm-hmm. got a good workout. Yeah. So, because, because I mean, I so I, I don't use it anymore, so you can't get mad at me, but I, I do see the value in some of the workouts that Beachbody does provide.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the thing, it's like, I will criticize Beachbody's business model, and I'll criticize their shitty protein shakes all day long. But the uh, everyone, even people I know who were in the company, got exploited and left the company. I agree. Like the workout, the workout programs, the workout videos are pretty good. Like they did a good job. So yeah, you can enjoy. You can enjoy P ninety X.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I'm sure there are some shitty ones, especially now that it's on demand and they have like so many workout videos. But the big two that sort of launched it off the top of my head, like the P90X and the Insanity, uh, I know I, like those definitely got you a burn. Actually, now that I have an Apple Watch, I was curious, I was thinking about doing one of those workouts again and just actually seeing if my watch connects to what they claim your calorie burn is.
0: This is an interesting question from Sharma. I can see the correlation isn't the American dream the biggest MLM. And this is the thing that I find interesting because this is something I was talking about on a cooking live stream when someone who was from kind of like the socialist side of the anti-MLM community came in and said like, you know, I'm I want to get the I want to get these companies shut down. I'm against these companies, but at the same time, I think that the community glorifies you know, traditional nine to five jobs too much. And I understand why, because it's like a lot of MLMs try to recruit you by saying like having a real job is stupid and like things like that. But it's like a lot of real jobs, a lot of, you know, quote, real jobs. uh, While they don't use the same type of exploitation as MLMs and it's a completely different business model and you do need to address that it is also has the potential to be incredibly exploitative of workers. And so I think like, the anti-MLM community's first step should be getting MLM shut down. And then I think we do need to work on ending worker exploitation in salaried positions and in hourly positions and things like that. So, because to an extent, like I wouldn't call the American dream an MLM. No, but I would call it exploitative of people. Yes.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Cause I, the, yeah. the American, the American dream doesn't necessarily require you selling a specific, uh, or creating a specific downline. It's just. yeah. In fact you could. You you, you did not have to sell anything. You could just beat up a lot of people and grow. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Also. Um, someone. Oh. Uh, I it, uh, think it's Eva and Mushroom Destroyer. Are talking about how they're gathering my. St. Louis area fans. Which is great. I'll take a trip there. Uh, at some point. After I'm vaccinated. And we'll have a meet up after we're all vaccinated um, and I'm too hydrated. I need to go to the
2: bathroom. So well, I would I'm up i
0: I'll be right back.
2: I would love us- to have this conversation on worker cooperatives at some point. Cause personally, I have seen some incredibly successful ones and some horribly run ones. And mm-hmm. in my, this is strictly anecdotal. I don't have any evidence to back it up yet. I believe that it works best in two categories, food and uh doulas. I think doulas, if, if you're a doula, if you're if you're doing that, if you're going that route for birth, uh for birthing, it's a fantastic opportunity for a worker for a worker cooperative. Food, whether it be a food co-op, farming co-op, anything anything involving food, farming, uh community gardens, shit like that, I definitely see worker co-ops being very beneficial. Anything outside of that, you maybe can get it to work. I've not seen them work because I've seen more often than not, it turns into the group project where one person is doing all of the work and everyone else has an equal say in what they should do moving forward. It turns into a lot of bureaucracy um, and they just end up imploding. So yes, they can work. When they work, they're beautiful. I think that they work best in very specific areas. Um, carpentry, I'm sure, is another one. It's probably, I, I bet you the trades probably work well. I bet, I bet you I bet, I bet. you. Carpet. if carpentry works well, I wouldn't be surprised if it works, if it expands to... Um, to things like welding and uh, w- welding, plumbing, and electric and electrical work as well. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the trades work as well. I personally haven't seen that or read studies on it. I just know personally I've seen it work well in those two categories: food-driven companies and doulas. I think it works for service businesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, because again, if, if you're do if you if you have a food cooperative and it's and it's a grocery store, I mean that's product based, but. Um, it's still providing a service for the local community. And that's the other thing too, it's, it's, it's meant for to be like incredibly local. And so I do ultimately love when its mission is to provide food for a very specific neighborhood. Uh, in New Orleans, we talk about this a lot. We have certain neighborhoods that have historically been food deserts, specifically the lower ninth ward, where they have to travel a pretty decent distance to get to a grocery store. And we've needed to address that. Um, and a couple of times they have tried to address it, and then they ended up accidentally gentrifying. We have this uh, this Robert market, which is actually a nice market. I don't want to shit on that market or, say, or or take away from some of its achievements. But it was meant to be an affordable option for people in its neighborhood to purchase the necessities. And it's it sort of got a little bougie, um, and it didn't end up providing the services that it meant to. It sort of outpri- it, it outpriced its... Local area now. Most people who go there shopping are people not from that neighborhood. Um, I'm in the Bay Area, so there are a lot of examples. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm sure you have far more examples than me. Uh, oh, hey, Iowa! I went to school in Macomb, Iowa. Was a destination for some reason in high school. Super exciting life, as you can infer. Here in Canada, we need trades. We are begging for people to. Yeah, no, we we need them in in the states too. There's a huge. I, I know there's a huge shortage of welders. Um, and obviously nurses. I don't know if we count nursing as a trade or if that's just a, a its own degree outside of it, but I, I know where there's been a shortage of nurses as well, um, which sucks given the fact that we've been in a pandemic for over a year. Definitely can happen. They tend to be more expensive because they don't have the scale of trad commercial businesses. Yep. Share, subscribe to Queen of Spade. Way to go. And BF is playing stocks this morning. I, I hope he wins. That, that's, that's a tough game to play. Day, day trading is incredibly stressful. I don't, I don't have the guts to do it.
0: Sorry. I took a while. I also decided to put a bra on because I had to dress for success and my boobs are too heavy.
2: You got the support you needed. It's all good.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Now I was just having a conversation on uh on working cooperatives. Um, I would
0: like to learn more about working cooperatives. What What is a working cooperative? Tell me about it.
2: Well, it's essentially it's it's a, a worker owned business. So, so those who are uh, actively employed also have ownership stake in it. And for the most part, it, down to its most basic level, it's it's one person, one vote. Uh, so, in New Orleans, when I was t- trying to help this doula cooperative, um, which is was one of the two examples I said of where I saw it being successful, it was all about bringing bringing the resources together, potential clientele, and growing the business together, uh, so that it shared all of their visions for natural birthing. Uh, I see it. I've seen it work well with, uh, I'm sure you're, you live close to a food cooperative where, yeah, people...
0: where I, well, my neighborhood's actually been, the pandemic has kind of put a halt to this because my neighborhood's been working on putting a, uh, like a grocery store cooperative together for the past like three years. And I used to go to meetings for it and I was going to buy, like it was, I was going to buy, um, or my company was going to buy like a steak in it because I wanted to do like, uh, I wanted like Forever Home Friends to be a sponsor of it so that we could do like cross promotional things with them. And they also like sponsored a craft fair and things like that. But I really wanted to see the food cooperative happen. Um, but it's uh, in the pandemic, it kind of stopped progressing at all, which is a shame. So, so now what? our neighborhood doesn't have one. Chicago has a couple, but like not anywhere near me.
2: So the reason why food cooperatives, I think, really work is because they do create that sense of community. Because if you're an active shopper there, you do become a partial owner. So the whole thought process is everyone is uplifted together with it. You're purchasing, you're supporting your community with every purchase you do there. You're also an owner in it. So the better it does, the better you're doing.
0: And it's also like you you support local agriculture too. Like even in the city, it's like you're supporting Illinois farmers and things like that.
2: Yeah. And, it, and with that, you can help eliminate food deserts. As I was, I, I, while you were gone, I was talking about how New Orleans has a lot of food deserts um, and, yeah. a, and a few of its wards, uh, which has been a, pr- a problem that we've long needed to address. Um, so I, I, again, I, I'm sure there are better examples. The two I've seen have been food and doula. I keep, I keep repeating that. Um, It sort of has fallen apart when I've seen it with, with different, with different uh, products and service-based businesses, because it just has created the one, team leader who does all of the work and then everyone else gets to share the credit and they all have equal votes and they can't actually move forward because they all want to feel like they have their voice heard, but they can't get a meeting together because they're all doing a million different things and the one person who's in charge eventually gets tired and quits and then it completely implodes.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah it's like in theory it's a great idea but like will 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 humans be able to or like will it be too difficult to hold up? I don't know, but like I think that's, I think it's a good idea if we started having a I guess more of a cultural expectation that people would be involved in that kind of thing. I think maybe people would get better at, at being part of them because I think it's a I think it's a good idea.
2: I, th- I think Bet Marie would be a good person to have on to talk about co-ops because it seems like the, uh, she knows a lot more than I do.
0: Bet Marie, do you want to come on for a 906 meeting next week? Do a 906 meeting with you to uh, uh, talk Educate about us. co-ops. Educate us about co-ops, yeah. Cause right now we've got, we've got Amanda today. We've got Joseph tomorrow. We're going to have mushroom destroyer on Monday and then you can be Tuesday scheduling all our nine Oh six meetings. This is, this is uh, the most Grant Cardone I've felt all week. Candy soul and soil is cooking box cake and channeling Pam. I love it.
2: Like my, my favorite example of employee ownership has to be King Arthur flower. Um, it's not a co-op, it's, it's employee owned. They, they they sell employee stock options to their employees after a set amount of time, I forgot what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is true that when you give ownership to employees, you for one, uh, it cr- drastically increase the retention rate. So you, you save a lot of money because you don't have to actively retrain new employees Two, you increase the output of each individual employee because once they have ownership in a company, it's now directly tied to their success. They're not, um, And they are able to benefit with larger increased earnings. They're able to profit share a little more. And so a good year, they get to benefit a lot more than just maybe getting a bonus from their boss. And ultimately three, it does create that sense of community. Uh, so I, I, th- I think King Arthur Flower is a fantastic example of, of an ESOP company, which is different than a co-op. Uh, but that's always been my favorite example of Social sustainability, uh, grow, growing a business, uh, in that regards, it, with, with a more employee empowered model.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Um, Bet Marie saying this is just informal knowledge, but you have you have a I feel like you have a lot of even if it's informal knowledge. Meetings aren't they're not like they're not official business meetings. Even in Grant Cardone's meetings, they don't do all they do is chat about the concept of success. Yeah. I feel like our chats are even more productive, even if they're just casual. I,
2: I completely agree with that. We would love to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, Whole Foods is an interesting study because I know I remember reading about that. And if he he was being told. So obviously he, lo- he lost his company to, to uh, activist investors uh, and he eventually sold it to Amazon. Uh, what, what was his name? Mackey? Uh, but if he had made his company uh, B Corp, uh, or or not, what would it be? Uh, a, certi- a certified B corporation. Uh, if if he had just ch- changed the um, the corporate charter of his company, uh, cause I I I, might, I I don't know what it was actually uh, incorporated as. Uh, but its primary driving force of success was its bottom line, and activist investors wanted to increase its profits. If he had made it a B corp. It would have held profits in the same category as it holds environmental stewardship and social responsibility. Uh, and so he would not have been ousted by an activist investor group because he would have been servicing his shareholders based on what the company's corporate charter's mission states.
0: I love that Cher says this is more than a live stream, it's also a networking meeting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why we it took us this long to host a morning show. We are the perfect morning show group. You guys are the perfect morning show audience and chat. Like I just I feel I feel so great every morning doing this
2: it's it's definitely fun i'm i'm that is nodding along to rk right now activist investors are hella yeah well it's funny because activist investors really sort of ruin the term activist because when you hear activist you're like oh boy what what how are they changing the world and in reality yeah. it's just like carl icon who's like i fucking hate Lowe's. i think i'm gonna try and take it over and make more money with it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, there are some there. There are some socially responsible activist investors out there. You love betting on zero. That's one of your favorite movies. Betting
0: right? Betting on zero is a fantastic documentary. Actually, Ponzi nomics is. So, sorry, guys, I'm going to start doing makeup in the background while we do this. Ponzi nomics talks about betting on zero a lot and how you know the government's involvement with Herbalife has kind of uh, ruined the way that the that um, what's his name Bill Ackman. The way that he was perceived, and uh, there were like Herbalife was spreading a lot of false rumors that uh, it wasn't independently made. There's just like a whole, just a whole story to it. But yeah, betting on zero is fantastic. Everyone needs to watch it. It is if if you haven't heard of it, is the tale of a guy um, who tries to sh- or a hedge fund owner who tries to short the Herbalife stock.
2: Yeah. Um, that, and it's, and he, com- investing.
0: yeah, and he competes against um Herbalife itself, who is very like trying to, you know, stay in business as Herbalife. And it also just deeds in the process it details like the reasons uh why herbalife is an unethical company. So this guy's trying to short the stock. I mean to profit himself, but also because he wants to expose how bad of a company is and help it take, help take it down. So he's like exposing how bad it is as a way to help short the stock. It's really interesting. You guys should watch it. I need to watch it again. I want to watch it a second time. I think it's still on Netflix.
2: And it's also a good example of when people were asking the moral, the, the morality of shorting stocks during the first yeah. GameStop incident, we were like, it's, it's not morally wrong. It's a tool that can be used for wrong.
0: yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But I I think, I mean, the whole stock market to an extent is just playing with monopoly money. I mean, not completely, because I do think publicly traded companies, you know, investing in people's companies can be a good thing. Having equity in that is a good thing. But um, kind of a lot of the ways that the stock market works is, uh, you know, kind of like playing with fake money, kind of like professional gambling.
2: You got your startup money from investing in a company that you truly believed in.
0: Not entirely, no, not entirely. I mean, I got the stocks I invested in as a kid. Like, I also didn't like the story was that I wanted to invest in American Girl, but it wasn't publicly traded. I mean, it probably is now that it's owned by Mattel, but at, but Pleasant Company back in the '90s was never publicly traded.
2: So, what um, what did you invest in?
0: Mutual funds.
2: Yeah, which is a completely different conversation. But still, you invest. I mean.
0: But and no, I got my I got my money for my startup from Kickstarter primarily. So not really was, equity, but yeah.
2: I, I was just gonna laugh at uh at at the Tony Robbins thing because Tony Tony Robbins in his book he talks about mutual funds. I was like, oh, I I gotta agree with Tony Robbins in this chapter, don't I?
0: Which is what what is he I haven't gotten to his book yet, which I should read so that we can discuss it next week, but I don't know if I'll finish it. It's so long. Anyway, what does Tony say about um about mutual funds?
2: So I'm going to quote Tony, don't take this as advice from me, but mutual funds are, are not efficient investment vehicles. They cost a lot of money um, and they don't beat the market regularly. So you're better off just investing in passive funds that, uh, or, or not even passive funds, you're better, you're better off just investing in closed passive funds uh, that don't have to be actively managed. And then you're only paying a commission per trade as opposed to paying an active investor to not really manage your money that well.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Dude, Tony Robbins is uh, self-help book or not. It's not his self-help book. It's his um, money advice book, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to reading just because like he actually brings on financial experts instead of just pretending that he's an expert on everything, which is a nice change of pace. So I'm looking forward to reading it because I, I do need a financial advice in my life. I am not I am not a finance expert whatsoever, so I'm excited to read that. But, yeah, um, it's really long. It's called, like, Seven Simple Steps to <clears throat> Financial Freedom. And it's like, uh, there's nothing simple about your war and peace level self-help book, Tony. You wrote, this book is way too long. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's... like Dianetics, link. <laughs>
2: But it, it's it, it's it's that long because it's basically just him talking to a bunch of people who made their money in the markets, and him just having that him just saying like, guys, I'm giving you this exclusive access to these brilliant minds, and you got to listen to what they have to say. And it's it's pretty generic advice, but it's not it doesn't mean it's wrong.
0: Carl Dykler is one of the cheapest ass rich people out there, absolutely. I love how you're saying that I'm doing, I'm, I, I'm not looking professional at all. I'm in a onesie <laughs> sitting in a huge messy office doing makeup with brushes that I've washed zero times. I don't think, if you think that looks professional though, I'll take it. I'll take a compliment when I get one. Um. Cool. Oh, it's uh, five minutes until our 9.06 morning meeting. I sent Amanda the link. Amanda, let me know if you need if you got the link. I sent it to you in an email. I sent it to you in a reply to the email you sent me the other day. That's where I sent you the link to the morning meeting. Um, ooh, Amanda's like, I got to go to a conference room and get ready for our meeting.
2: Oh, yeah, yes. you're at the office, aren't you?
0: We are very, very professional here.
2: do, 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 do. What was I even going to look up? I had to look something up. I don't know what I had to look up, Savs.
0: I don't know what you had to look up. What'd you have to look up?
2: I don't know what I had to look up, Savvy. What did I have to look up?
0: I love that because I like never remember to wash makeup brushes. And whenever I change what colors I'm using, it's always kind of a combination of colors because whatever color I used yesterday is on here too. Especially when it's like purple and green and a bunch of stuff that isn't very similar. It's kind of fun.
2: I think you're pulling it off. Savvy right. is a fashion Nova jumpsuit serving glam rock face.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Share majored in finance and works as an accountant.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, you guys are all so cool. I love how everyone here has a variety of different experiences and expertise that we can talk about together.
2: Uh, uh, well, we got three minutes. I'll be right back.
0: Okay, RK, we'll be right back. We've got three minutes. So right now, I am using. I'm actually, this is like the one time I'm not using the Animal Crossing palette. I am using the ColourPop uh, Sweet Talk palette, which I got so that I could learn some basic makeup skills before the Animal Crossing palette came out. And I did a video where I was learning skills from my friend's YouTube channel, and it was a lot of fun. Five Below has brush wipes. Oh, that's a great idea. I should get those. I was just going to wash them out with soap like I do with my paint brushes, but I forget to wash my paint brushes a lot of the time, too, so I have a lot of really crusty paint brushes. Cher says, a, uh, accountant, artist, aromatherapist, I am going through the A's. Yes, you are. What if you just went through, like, every career alphabetically till you got, like, you were, like, a zoologist at the end? That would be really fun. That's a great idea. You should do that. Alisa says, doing my makeup with you, Savvy. I'm not good at either, but it's fun. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm terrible at this, but it's, I'm just enjoying that I'm learning something new in a no pressure environment because nobody on my channel is going to make fun of me if it looks terrible. I know that you guys are all very kind people. So it's kind of no stakes environment. It'll be fun to do more video costumes once I'm good at it. I also have to do... I'll probably... if I When I do my Ivy character... I, I might film the Ivy video today, or I might do it. Um, I might do it next week. I'm not sure. But either way, I'll probably do special look for that, because Ivy looks, has to look different enough from me. Uh, so maybe I'll like use foundation and shit when I'm Ivy. I'm not good at foundation. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing um let's see i'm gonna put some sparkles god i love sparkles i love sparkles so much guys all right this is colors like orange i like that that's fun doing like some orange some orange then we'll do some sparkles Um, Queen of Spades says, "I love that about our community. I never feel like people from anti MLM are watching me for what I look like." Yeah, we have a cool community. We do. I completely agree. I feel like we're all just very supportive of each other, and if I look like shit, no one's gonna judge me for it. Oh yeah, dude, I love glitter. So, oh wait, I said I did say your name correctly, Elisa. Okay, great. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, sometimes I'm worried that I'm going to mispronounce someone's name in the chat when it's the first time I've seen them. And I don't want to do that to them. Ooh, Amanda's in the waiting room. One minute till the morning meeting, guys. One minute. Um, oh, I'm going to put a bunch of glitter right here. Guys, I love glitter so much, but y'all knew that already. All right, it's 9.06. And Amanda is in the meeting. Good morning, Amanda. Welcome to the Business Guru Week in the Life morning meeting. How are you doing?
1: Hello. I'm doing great. Can you guys hear me? Yes. These are are brand new headphones, so I've never used them before, so I want to make sure. (laughs) Yeah. Everything sounds great.
0: We can hear you perfectly.
1: Okay, cool. How's your morning going so far? It's been going really good. I struggle to wake up. I struggle to wake up every single morning. And I actually, uh, when I was talking to my therapist about it, she mentioned, she's like, that's actually an ADHD thing. Like, that's not abnormal for you. Like, even if you get a normal amount of sleep, I was like, oh, I never Oh, interesting. (laughs)
0: I'm the same way. I struggle. I can sleep till noon. I can sleep till 2 p.m. and still struggle to wake up.
1: Yeah. I often
0: get like, uh, before I started this, I would get like 10 hours of sleep a night and still struggle
1: to wake up. Yeah, and that's the thing. I always assumed it was a depression thing um, because that's what made most sense to me. But she was like, "Yeah, like people with ADHD, like that's the trouble that they have." So. Oh,
0: I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting to know. Yeah. Because, Uh, like, I know I'm. I am a lot more tired since I started taking medication for OCD. Before I started medication, I was like never tired. I was constantly energized, but now I'm constantly tired and I hate that. But, you know, that's sometimes you just got to be tired in life and it's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what coffee is for, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. I've only had one (laughs) cup of coffee so far today and that is uh, that's going to have to change pretty soon.
1: (laughs) By the way, sorry if my camera's like shaky. I was hoping I had something to like prop up my phone on, but I don't. (laughs) Oh, you are so absolutely fine.
0: You are doing absolutely <laughs> fine. Yes.
2: So in the comments, you were talking about how you wanted to, to make this a, a shark tank style pitch. So I'm yes. Curious, yeah, I'm curious okay. what kind of business you have.
1: So um not not exactly shark tank style pitch necessarily, but um I have had this running idea for a YouTube channel for a long time. And I like I keep thinking about what I want to do and thinking about like how I want to format it and like how I can make it consistent and all these kinds of things. Um, cause I have, I have all of these ideas and things that I want to talk about. Um, but it's hard to figure out how to make all of them cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. and I know like having some kind of consistency in your channel, um, makes it easier for you to get, you know, a cons- consistent, you know, following, um, But basically, I I, I just
0: yeah. My channel is incredibly chaotic, but so.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like the fact that you have so many different things going on in your channel, but yet you have you know this consistent following, kind of makes me feel like I can you know maybe do it too. (laughs) Um, I definitely think you
0: can. What topics do you want to talk about on your channel?
1: So my primary focus is I want to talk about mental health. Um, I'm not licensed in any way, not qualified like just talk about mental health in the sense that like we need more people being open about their mental health um, absolutely that we we cannot I don't I believe there's no such thing as too many people talking about their mental health the uh-huh. more people are talking about it the more normalized it's going to be um and so what I want to do is basically like I've always been the kind of person that like I love to talk about I mean like everyone's favorite thing to do is to talk about themselves But like I love to talk about myself. (laughs) Same. I get it. I get it. And so I figured, why not use that? And instead of inflicting my desire to talk about myself on my poor family and friends, (laughs) why not try to make it useful and productive and have a YouTube channel where I basically just open myself up and say, here's who I am. Here's what I've been through. Um, you know, here's ways that I've learned to cope. Um, so like, here, let me, let me refer to my list. Cause I feel like otherwise I'll just like ramble incoherently. Um, so basically like some goals that I have for my channel are, um, be as open as possible about my mental health struggles to try to help others feel seen, feel less alone, maybe gain some clarity, um, into, you know, struggles that they're having. Um, cause a lot of times, like when I like i would see just like a random tweet or something someone talking about like anyone else with adhd do this i'm like oh wait that's an adhd thing <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like you know having like being surrounded by other people talking about it like it has given me so much more clarity into uh things that my brain does that i never would have connected to my mental health whatsoever i thought it, i thought it was just like i'm you know a weirdo um Sharing coping mechanisms that I've learned and developed. Um I did a stint in outpatient therapy a few years ago. Um, and I learned so much from that experience. And I feel like um it would be beneficial to, you know, sort of impart that on other people who, you know, maybe can't like obviously I can't be a therapist, but I, you know, could talk about things that I learned in therapy, coping mechanisms that I learned. Yeah. Um, you know, just share that knowledge that I've gained. Um, and yeah, my next point, share insights, the insights that I've had and things I've learned about myself that have unlocked connections to other aspects of my mental health. Um, also kind of use the channel to learn more about myself, um, sort of like a video diary, like not necessarily, it wouldn't necessarily be like a vlog style, but just like a video diary where I can, um, Talk about myself in a way that helps me learn about myself too, um, mm-hmm. in addition to helping people. Um, I also think it would be important to talk about um, my internalized misogyny and fat phobia that I've had to, to really work hard to combat. Um, that's something that really, it's only been like the last few years that I've started to recognize thoughts that I've had that were internalized misogyny or internalized fat phobia and things like that. Um, and sort of the, the things that I've done to, um, to bring myself out of that, or to at least make myself more self-aware. Um, cause that's, that's been the biggest thing for me is, um, becoming more self-aware has made me a better person. Um, so I feel like maybe helping people figure out like how they can be more self-aware to learn about themselves, to better themselves. Um, And then um, another thing that I think would be important to open up about would be um, my sexual assault experiences. Um, I've had differing levels of (laughs) experience with these things. Um, I'm 32 years old. Um, You know, these things started when I was like 12 and 13. Oh God! Um, So yeah. So it's I'm and some more severe than others. Some you know just very slight that you know didn't really have much effect on me, but. I think that's another thing that's important to open up about. Um, and again, like we can't have too many people talking about their stories, talking about their experiences, because it didn't, it, it took me a long time to even recognize that what had happened to me was sexual assault um, when I was raped my freshman year of college. And then again, um, right after I graduated, it took me years to realize that, like, that's what had happened because I had such. I had this misconception of what rape actually was and I think a lot of people still do. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about these things openly and, and you know, re- basically help women understand that like these things that happen to you, like it's not something to brush off. It's not just like, oh, well, you know, it happened because of what, like, no, like that was sexual assault, like you were, a ev- you know, you're a survivor of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like, it's it's sort of a primarily <laughs> selfish endeavor, I guess, that I want to do um, just because it's me, you know, blathering on about myself. But my eventual goal, my dream is to do this in a way that creates a community, that creates a, a place for people to come together and um, feel understood, feel seen, learn about themselves. Um so yeah, that's 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 what I'm starting with. Again, like I'm trying to, you know, figure out a way to make it completely cohesive. But what do you guys think? I think it's fantastic. I think you absolutely
0: should make this channel. I love the idea of like... Um... You doing it in a, like because I there's there's a lot of channels out there that are mental health channels in the sense that they're like a, someone who's a psychiatrist or who has taken some kind of psychiatry training does that kind right. of thing. But I think beyond that, we also need channels of just people who are like, hey, I'm just a regular person and I'm sharing my mental health story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to like, especially like like you said, like with Twitter threads, that's so relatable to me because yeah. I found um, I've been recently finding a lot of Twitter threads where people are like, here's what OCD feels like to me. Yeah. and i'm like whoa that's like exactly my experience whereas like not yeah. everything is some things i'm like oh i've never felt that before but like you know to see that and be like wait like i'm not the only person who's felt this like i'm not mm-hmm. just i'm not just nuts like there's some there's <laughs> there's a, this is an actual thing that's going on yeah, yeah and i think I'm sharing like- those stories is so so important and yeah. i'm i love that you want to open up about that and that you want to share that with other people because I've, I'm just, I'm grateful that mental health has become more of a conversation in the past, I don't know, yeah. 10 years or so. Like, it definitely wasn't before then. Or there was definitely more of judgment that people got, like, oh, these, this person is just crazy or whatever. But right. no, I feel like within the past, decade especially there's been a lot more conversation around that and a lot more awareness and visibility to the point where like now some old people are like oh wow every <laughs> everyone has a mental illness it's like well not everyone but a lot of people are just open about it now no one yeah. felt comfortable being like talking about it because of fear of judgment right and so yeah i think you should definitely share your experiences share your stories Um, talk about what specific things you've gone through because I don't know I've noticed when I've done a couple videos about OCD I did this one video where I talked about like how it with as a kid I was a really slow reader because my OCD would make it so that I had to look at every letter of every word individually because otherwise it would not count as having really read the book and if I didn't really read the book I didn't accomplish anything Mm -hmm. and then sometimes with some books I'd also have to read all the words backwards too and so like oh and then but there were other people in the comments who were like I have O C D and I did that too. And I was like, yeah. really? I thought that I I was like, <laughs> I was like, this sucks because like I'm I'm a good student, but I am a slow ass reader because I cannot <laughs> stop, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and, the, and yeah, so I think sharing your story, you could have a lot of experiences like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like learning that executive dysfunction is a thing. I had never heard that term until like just a couple years ago
0: yeah. and
1: realizing that like, oh no, like I'm not lazy. Like I, cause my, I had family members who, you know, kind of labeled me as, you know, lazy and whatever. And I did the same thing to myself. Um, but then realizing that like, no, it's my brain actually is just stopping me from doing things or, you know, preventing me from being able to do things. Like that's, that's a real thing and that's what's been going on. Um, So just like, I feel like all of this like knowledge that I've collected, if I can bring it all together and put it out there, you know, in one place for people, um, hopefully it can help at least somewhat, like even if it just helps like one person, like that to me would make a huge difference. Um,
2: So I I, I was gonna say, I have have four points. Um, (laughs) First off, uh, you just answered one of them. I was going to ask, what's more important to you, education or views? Because obviously, you want to put it on YouTube. So I'm just curious off the bat: Are you more interested in growing this channel or educating people?
1: I'm. I'm definitely uh, more focused. On, like to me, those two are kind of connected um, because I I would like to grow the channel in the sense that I would like to educate and help as many people as possible. Um, now, as far as like monetizing it. I'm very much like if it gets to that point where I can monetize my channel, that would be an added bonus. But that's not my goal.
2: I was just asking because like there are faster ways to grow a channel. That it, right. like as far as um there there was that one guy on here uh, a couple of years ago who just started like diagnosing a bunch of people under the guise of being a, oh a, a mental health channel, and he right. blew up, and then he sort of crumbled. Yeah, because yeah, but... he would do videos that's like. Right
0: here's a video about why everyone hates Jake Paul. And then it would be like, cause Jake Paul is really exhibiting signs of this mental illness. And then oh it was gosh. like, it was exposed that he actually had no credentials and was kind of making it up.
2: So that's the yeah. first one. The, the have, second, oh, sorry.
1: I was just gonna say, I have no intention of trying to put myself out there as like some kind of mental health expert or, you know, trying to like help people figure out their own diagnosis. Like it's strictly like, here's what my personal experiences have been, mm-hmm. here's you know things that I learned that I was able to connect to my specific mental health issues. Um, if you recognize those in yourself, that's something to talk to your doctor about, um, but really just about more so, I guess, like bringing awareness to things, bringing self-awareness to people.
2: The second point is just: Are you sold on wanting this to be video? Is the video uh, component required, or have you thought about going a podcast uh, route?
1: Um, I would like to do um, video, just because I feel like there's other other things that I would like to throw in there that, like just like just for fun, pretty much um, that I think would be easier to do um, as a video. Um, but I'm definitely open to doing a podcast either instead or in addition to.
2: I was just mostly asking because the whole the interview format's beneficial for but you could do it you could do a video podcast as well. but um, right. I think if you wanted to grow and you wanted to start creating a community, I think an interview format would be a fantastic route to go. Uh, yeah. so you you could invite them on YouTube for your podcast. I've personally found that it's easier to invite people on an interview if it's audio only because right. people are rather insecure about their appearance. Oh yeah um, like the, I'm in
1: this lighting and I'm like, I look like I've a receding hairline just because my forehead's so shiny. <laughs> I think you look fantastic. You're all good. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: the The next point I was gonna make for the actual, if you want to grow and you want to create videos that will get, get generate traffic and search results are mm-hmm. u- utilizing search engines like Google to see what people are actively searching for. I'm gonna share my screen right. real quick.
0: Oh, I was just about to be like, let's do it right now, but you were already
2: on it. I love it. <laughs> so, like, so like for fat phobia, I just typed in fat phobia and these are mm-hmm. the tops. So first off, get keyword surfer. It's a free Google Chrome extension. And okay. as you can see, you can take a look at the volume that people are searching for these things on. And then mm-hmm. down here, what people are asking, these are like yeah. the top questions that Google are asking. So you can make videos answering multiple of these questions like is fat phobia a real word, obviously. And here's the best part, the- when, you, when you click it, mm-hmm. more questions come down. So then you're like, yeah. can you be healthy fat? Answer that, more questions come down. Is it okay to be overweight with muscle? Like These are all questions that people are actively asking.
1: Right, and it's it, funny. It's funny that you bring that part, the question specifically, because my original idea for my channel when I first started uh, thinking about it and developing it was um, asking myself questions and answering them. So, like, instead of uh, frequently asked questions, it was a uh, nobody asks this question, but I'm going to answer it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that perfectly ties into with like the sort of format that I was intending to do was like posing a question. Uh, Like as the like video thesis basically like posing a question and then answering that question in the video.
0: I think you could also do some reaction videos like reaction videos I found like when I was um, reacting to like business gurus doing MLM speeches that really helped my channel grow. Mm -hmm. And also they're just fun. So I feel like you could find a lot of like... Because people like to see something enraging and then see the person they like refuting the enraging thing. Like people love to watch me look at classically Abby saying sexist shit and then yell (laughs) about why it's wrong. People like that. So I'm saying like you could find some videos. There's a lot of videos out there by people who... Are like think that fat phobia is a real people who think. Mm-hmm. Classically, Abby actually just put one out where she talked about how like real body positivity means you have to work out and things like that. Oh my god! And so, like, <laughs> you can find videos that um, a lot of people who are kind of st- stuck in the mindset of like conventional, traditional beauty standards are still most important. You there's a lot right. of people out there who say that, and oh yeah. You could find their videos and refute them and react to them and then kind of use their name for that that uh, <laughs> search engine clicks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I I can't remember which I know I started watching you uh, because I was searching for uh, anti MLM content. I can't. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Savannah Marie was the first anti MLM channel that ever came up in my recommended stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then watching her videos frequently, you got recommended to me. Oh, I'm glad uh, I got recommended. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, yeah, and I, I do like the idea of like sort of adding my own perspective to like reacting to, you know, something with my own perspective and saying, you know, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, just a just a reaction video in general, because I know people people like that.
2: <laughs> so I can speak personally that reaction videos do work if you're reacting to larger audiences because people are actively searching for them as well. So you siphon off their their audience as well. Right. If you. I did, my, my final point I just wanted to ask, and then I'm done with all my points. Are uh, <laughs> what's what's your LinkedIn presence like?
1: Um, I don't have much of a LinkedIn presence. Um, I I have one, and I have it updated and everything. Um, I'm just not on there very frequently.
2: So, so for you specifically, and mm-hmm. I'll introduce. So for. I, once I started using LinkedIn for Gray and Gold, the podcast has really started taking off because we're getting a lot more interesting guests. Our most recent episode, yes, this is a Gray and Gold plug, we interviewed the, <laughs> uh, the founder of the Be Daring Foundation. Now, I'm going to introduce you to her via email when this is over. I'll get your email because she has this nonprofit out in Arizona. She has a virtual conference coming up. Her last virtual conference in 2020 had over 50,000 uh, people in attendance. Oh, wow. And it's all about destigmatizing mental health. That's and she's amazing. actively looking for people in this community. So I would love to introduce you to her. Oh my
1: God. I would love that. Thank you.
2: And I think you should start working on your LinkedIn presence to yeah. meet more people who run mental health nonprofits. So you yeah. can become more of um a go-between from an right. audience on YouTube to finding these mental health nonprofits that that would like to reach larger audiences
1: yeah for sure that's amazing thank you so much i really appreciate that like, just, send, to, send <laughs> just send me your email
2: just send me your email i'll connect you today
0: i also i have amanda's email where i
2: emailed yeah. the StreamYard link to, so i can forward it to you as well that's fantastic i'll you'll you'll see my email is rk gold 91 okay, i just cool. that's not doxing myself that's an email but yeah <laughs> That's so exciting! Thank you so much.
0: Also, I want to give Eva a shout out for the super chat. Eva, thank you so much. Uh, Eva says thanks for the tips. Thank you, Eva, for the super chat and for being supportive. Um, I'm really excited to see your YouTube channel happen. Once you, you... oh wait, and now Eva, Eva's given a second super chat. RK working magic without even trying. Now, okay, yeah, yeah, we're getting we're getting shirtless.
2: I feel that's like I thing. can't
0: be shirtless because I'm in a onesie. So I would have to be totally naked at that point. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a 6s right there. 6S! I love that 6s is going to be a thing. Um, yeah so i'm really excited to see this once you get the channel up and have your first video posted definitely let me know and i will share it on my community yeah, tab sure. and i will shout it out and i will make sure that everyone's aware of it because i think it's oh my God, thank super you. <laughs> super important that people know about other people's mental health experiences um yeah. just because like for so long you know like even just in my personal experience the narrative out there was people with OCD are clean and organized and line everything mm-hmm. up and like I didn't I'm messy I'm disgusting I my like, look at this office you look at the, you could not think that someone <laughs> with OCD has this office but no I have such bad OCD but it's not like it's not clean stuff it's it's other types of um compulsive actions and things like that and
1: yeah like I have trichotillomania yeah. and I never I didn't know that that was a component of OCD I thought it was just like its own thing.
0: Oh, it is. I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about too, is like having trichotiloma- trichotillomania, Um, it's extremely stigmatized because like people's hair is such a personal thing. Yeah. Um, and especially like, I'm very lucky that for me it's mild. Um, so I've never experienced having like large bald patches. Um, mm-hmm. Like some people do like some people lose. I mean, just like all of their hair pretty much um when I was in high school I would be like like this at the desk and I would pull right here I I should have like a full full pronounced widow's peak but I don't anymore because I pulled that hair so much that it's not regrowing anymore so like you can see it a tiny bit but it's not there uh, like it was
0: is trichotillomania just for your main hair because like I sometimes compulsively pull out like eyebrow hairs and it's like all hair all hair okay interesting mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, that makes sense now thinking about how sometimes I just like I'll sit here like tugging on on this or like mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Interesting. It's
1: literally literally I, any, I need your channel. Your body. channel's
0: going to educate <laughs> me on so much, too. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. And see, and that's the point is like I um, I feel like I have a good enough level of self-awareness that um, I can, you know, provide some helpful insights to people, um, you know, talk about how I made the connections that I made, how I learned the things about myself that I did um, and how all of the different aspects of my mental health intersect with each other, how um, you know my depression affects my body image and how um, my depression affects my OCD and my anxiety. Like all of those things work together against me (laughs) you know so oh absolutely yeah i have to fight all of these different i call it the nightmare cocktail (laughs) (laughs) of of mental illnesses that i have um and having to and the the other aspect of it is that i have not been medicated my entire life until recently Mm -hmm. um because there i i have my depression is extremely medication resistant um, oh, I have, that's
0: rough. Both, I'm sorry.
1: yeah, I have both major depressive disorder and dysthymia. Um, so when, <laughs> when my psychiatrist used the phrase double depression, I literally looked at him. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like oh my God, that's that? a thing. No, <laughs> I was like, that has to be a joke, but no, it's not a joke. Um, so like, yeah, so just, I, I really love the idea of, helping people learn about themselves, helping people um, understand that, like, if they're just slogging through it, you know, there are ways to cope. Um, You know, if you can't find the right medication, eventually you will. Um, It took me, I'm 32. Now, like, I started trying medication when I was 14. And I'm just now, uh, this past year, found a medication that helps. Um, so it can take a while, <laughs> but it can be done. Um,
0: I think that's the thing a lot of people need to know is there is sometimes a trial and error component, especially with like finding absolutely. the right therapist and things like yes. that. I know too many people who try therapy and say it didn't work that mm-hmm. I didn't, this therapist and I didn't really get along. It's like, sometimes you gotta, you gotta try a different therapist. Sometimes yep. that you and that person didn't have the same communication style. You didn't click well.
1: Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, that that's the other thing is I have, it's taken me a long time to try to find a therapist. I just started with a new one two weeks ago. Um, So far it's been good, um, but I'm, I'm trying to keep like healthy expectations that, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. You know, I can, you know, start over and try to find another therapist. Um, But I do think it's important to just keep trying and to not give up and to not assume that you can't be helped or can't be fixed. Um, or I get fix fixed is maybe not the best word to use but like that that's the word that I've always used with myself is like I'm not fixable like I can't be you know whatever um, but like it is possible it's just it's hard because of all of the things that you're dealing with
0: yeah exactly and queen of spades says to be careful of the hate there are people on here who attack those with mental health there are a lot of a lot of people who are going to be rude on the internet, and it can be yeah. it can be tough. I mean, for me, like I know that I'm one of those like I love attention at all costs kind of person. <laughs> so if people give me rude comments, I still soak it up, and that's how yeah that's the similarity I have with Grant Cardone when he talks about that. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, like yeah, I, I, mean, I, yeah, but like for but like it's definitely something to watch out for because I know that a lot of yeah. times that can really discourage people and I would never want you to be discouraged because I think your message is so important.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I've thought a lot about. Cause like whenever I was talking to my best friend about it, cause she knows how sensitive I am. Um, and she's like, like there's going to be people that like say things." I'm like, I'm in such a, like I'm not in a great mental place, obviously. Cause like I still have depression, anxiety, OCD, like all those things, but I've learned enough about myself that if someone, like, I know that if someone says something to me that's, like, negative or hateful, that has nothing to do with me. Like, I know that for a fact. Like, you can say something about me, but, like, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I do. Like, this is, this is telling me something about you. You saying that hateful thing to me is telling me about you. It's not doing anything to me. Um, So, like, I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself for the fact that, like, People are gonna talk about you know, what I'm saying, what I look like, all these things, um, but I'm already starting to brace myself for it and I'm already mentally prepared for the fact that that's gonna happen. Um, and with my anxiety, like the only things that really get to me are things that I'm not prepared for. So I feel like if, I'm, if I think about all the potential things that people could say, uh, or the types of comments that I could get, um, it'll be much easier to deal with them whenever they do happen. You yeah. do get
2: used to it to an extent too. Like I yeah. used to be, I used to really hate uh, negative comments online, and then I released a couple of incredibly unpopular videos, and eventually, you do just start seeing them all as anonymous people online who will yeah. you'll never cross paths with in real life, whose words will have zero actual consequences on your life outside of the screen that they're on. Right. Um, it, I know it's tough and I'm not trying to like make it sound like it's not tough, but it does yeah. get easier.
1: Yeah. And, um, and like, just like, uh, the, I hate to keep bringing it. I, I feel like savvy, like it's going to be a while before people stop talking about the debate.
0: <laughs> it it <laughs> is, it but it's so okay. Funny. Go ahead. Talk about the debate. I'm glad the debate, but, I mean, the debate doesn't have that many views for how much people talk about it, but guys talk up the debate, <laughs> go view the debate. It's on my channel.
1: It it, it was really good. So I, um, and I kind of mentioned in a couple comments that like, uh, talking about my experience as a rape survivor doesn't usually get me emotional or heated anymore. Like I've got no point where I can talk about it and feel okay. But for some reason, like this guy in particular, the things that he was saying and the way he was talking about it, I was just like,
0: ah! just like, No, and that's so fair because this dude, the problem isn't that he says in, in like, offensive things, it's- the the problem is that he genuinely doesn't know that it's a problem. Like, when there are people- like, you'll meet trolls on the internet who say offensive things and it's obvious Mm -hmm. that they're trying to be as shocking as possible to get attention, and I mean, he is too to an extent, but like, when I- when I try to reason with him about it, it's also this level of like, he genuinely isn't getting it. Like, there's just a- like, and it's like, I'm
1: concerned. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is I was I was looking at the comments that he was leaving yesterday, like you know, long after supporting Rush thinking-
2: Limbaugh. What a fucking dick! <laughs> yeah, y'all, just so you know, for that because I know a few
0: people told me they were afraid to comment on, on in the comments of the replay of the video because they didn't want him to get in a fight with them. I have turned comments right. to. Approval mode, so I I have to check mark every comment But so if any mean comments come in on that particular video, I'll just delete them Um, Even though I don't really believe in deleting comments just for this case because I just want to make sure my top priority is Everyone has a good time on my channel interacting and discussing things. Yeah, so I am gonna um, And if I haven't approved someone's comment yet, it's because I haven't let let me actually check the comments on this I haven't checked them in a while Um, Anyway, I apologize continue now that I realize I have to check the comments
1: but as you, but as you look at that, um, the thing that I was thinking when I was looking at the comments that he was leaving and the things that he was saying, you know, at, during the debate he was talking about how he lost time with his family. He lost yeah. time that he can never get back. Sir, what are you doing? at like in the middle of the day leaving so many comments on this video for no reason like people are not even directly addressing you yet you're taking time to go leave these comments that tells that tells me where your priorities actually are if you actually cared and this is this is just my opinion but if you actually cared about having lost time with your family and the mlm having you know taken you know those hours minutes seconds away from your family you would not be do you would not be pursuing a pointless endeavor which leaving these comments leaving these comments is not going to get you anywhere so why are you doing this you're wasting your own time so clearly time spent with your family is not actually a priority for you if this is what you think is important to do
0: Exactly. It's like, yeah, if you're if you want to spend time with your family, stop being mean to people on the Internet and spend yeah. time with your family.
1: Exactly. It's like, not
0: hard to not be a dick on the Internet. I mean, yeah. it is kind of hard sometimes. I'm a dick on the Internet a lot. <laughs> but like, I feel like you got to be a dick on the Internet with an end goal. If you have an end exactly. goal, it's completely different. If you're just doing it exactly. and n- no results are coming of it, then exactly. maybe it's- you just maybe it's not worth
1: it there's a huge difference between coming off as an asshole because you're trying to make a point or because you're trying Uh to get across your argument and just actively being an asshole, like actively being mean to people. You know, I know I come off as a bitch sometimes whenever I say things, but that's never my intention. So if like, if that does happen, I apologize for it. And I, you know, Try to figure out a way to reword my point so that I don't come off as a bitch, um, but I don't actively, you know, seek out people I disagree with to be combative with them. Like that—that does—that does nothing for me, and it does nothing for them. No one benefits from that. So, that's my two cents on that. <laughs>
2: it's it's interesting because from a complete outsider who only knows about anti-MLM through everything I've learned from savvy. It seems like Amway might be one of the only MLMs out there that really has this strong male and female victim list. Like a lot of other MLMs are pretty segregated of mostly targeting men, men are mostly targeting women. And so Mm -hmm. I've noticed in the anti-MLM community too, there's, men going after scammers, like Coffeezilla, and then there's this large <laughs> female audience of M- anti-MLMers who are going after their, and I think it's mostly because it's based in Ant- anecdotal, so they're, they're sharing their experiences with these MLMs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and Scott willfully came over into this other side of the anti-MLM community just to stir shit up. Like there's yeah. an entire, <laughs> there's another part of the community that exists that loves to just dunk on scammers. Yeah. And he was like, nah, because I, I think it might be some insecurity. I think he I think he might gain some confidence in being a dick and looking down on other people than actually having to I know he's all about bring facts, but as brought up in that debate, he doesn't actually know facts. He tried yeah. to he tried to convince us that legitimate businesses like IBM are run like MLM. So I just they're not. Like, it's and I, I provided very clear examples of the differences. Yeah. So, so I think it does come down to him just being a fucking moron too. Right. Um But
1: that's the thing. That's why I'm saying like for me, like I'm I'm in a place where like, if, if I had been in that debate and been watching that live stream like five years ago, I would have been losing my mind in the comments. I would have been responding to all of his comments. Like I would not have been able to help myself, but because of the work that I've done on myself and the things that I've learned about myself and the things that I've learned about other people, um, I've been able, like I could just respond to the most important things that I felt I needed to be heard about. And then I haven't responded to any of his comments directly. Like I've stayed out of that comment section. Um, but you know, a few years ago, I would not have been able to do that.
0: (laughs) That's a level of restraint. I still need to learn. That's how I ended up in a comment (laughs) war with Tim sales, because he like, I couldn't stop replying to every comment. I just couldn't do it. I'm like, you're wrong. And I need to tell you why.
2: Well, because he had to get the last word in, like how. Scott's and you and I both out.
1: have that debate background, yeah. where I one hundred percent understand that that that. Yeah, Amanda that and,
2: and are like, no, I are both debate team kids.
1: We
0: should debate about something, but I feel like we're too similar. I feel like we agree on a lot yes. of things, but maybe we'll maybe right? we'll find something. We'll find something we disagree on.
2: Could you debate on debating? Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> we could. Maybe we could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I was 100% LD all the way. Cause I mean, like I said, like I hated the idea of my success or failure being tied to another person. I, I wanted either my success or my failure to be 100% my own.
0: <laughs> That's fair. I liked, I, I liked doing individual stuff for like speech team events, like giving persuasive speeches. I loved persuasive speeches and informative speeches and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then for like, I like to do public forum debate for, uh, because I enjoyed working with the partner. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the idea that like if I missed a point in the debate that someone else on my team would be there to have my back. Cause I was always <laughs> yeah. afraid of forgetting to say something or something right. like that. But with yeah. like a, with like a persuasive speech where you can have the whole thing set up ahead of time. I like to do that myself.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, I think just tying it all back together. I think the main thing is he's just a fucking moron and, um, That's that's just go on the record and say (laughs) that I'm not
0: gonna call anyone a fucking moron on my channel. Just because like I'll double down on it for you. You (laughs) can double down. That's the thing. You're entitled to your opinion. Everyone can double down on whatever they want. I just want to make it clear, say for the record. I don't I don't think he's inherently a bad person. I think he just needs to learn to listen to people better. And I that might be just my naive idealistic self, but the fact is I I kind of think nobody is beyond bettering themselves. And that's kind of the life I'm gonna to stick to.
2: But you're also directly tied to the debate. So if you started doing personal attacks <laughs> on him, it could then be manipulated to say oh, well, I'm true. not directly tied to the debate, you're not, so I do mean, have the freedom.
0: Anyone here can say whatever they want. Yeah.
2: And I just I mean I'm
1: definitely Yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say I'm definitely with Savvy that I I don't think anyone is irredeemable. Um but I think it kind of like with addiction where you have to hit a rock bottom in order to have the desire to get better and to seek treatment. I feel the same way about mental health. You have to hit a certain point where you recognize, I can't keep going on like this. And you have to seek help, whether it's therapy or medication, a combination of those. Um, Some people have to go into the hospital. I had to go into outpatient treatment. Um, I had reached a point where I realized that I didn't care about being alive anymore. And the only thing that made me care about being alive was my cats. And I had the self-awareness to realize, oh, if I let things get worse, I'm going to be actively suicidal. I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, like I said, like with other people, I think everyone is redeemable, but only on their own terms. Like they're only going to be able to get better if they want to get better.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that can be the hardest thing, especially like I don't know if maybe this is hard because I don't know if your channel would go into advice for this just because like Mm -hmm. you're going to admit that you're, you know, I I think it's great. You're going to be upfront about the fact that you're not a professional, that this is just your own experiences, which I think is great because it's like, you know, everyone should share their own experiences and be open about what they are and are not qualified to talk about. But I just really I'd love some advice for like. If you have someone you love in your life who's going through uh, mental illness that you've seen yourself in that position before, and mm-hmm. you want to encourage them to get help, and they know they need to get help but just aren't doing it, and you just hate watching someone you love suffer mm-hmm. like that, it's like mm, just want to know yeah. like what to do. What I'm to going do through that. W- yeah,
1: I'm going through that with a family member right now that they they desperately desperately need therapy. Um, but they're they're so resistant to any kind of help. Um, they like they won't even admit that they have depression. They won't even admit that mm. they haven't gone through the grieving process that they need to go through. Um, just so in denial, um really yeah. is, is the issue. There's so much denial there. Um, so that can be really hard to to combat to try to get through to someone who is just completely in denial of where they're at mentally um, from an outsider's perspective, especially if there's someone who is resistant to authority in general. Um, that can be especially hard.
0: I mean, the, a lot of people are sharing interesting stories in the comments. And I find that so I think people are talking about their rock bottom. Eva said, I knocked on a neighbor's door and asked to get high. Uh, I went in a way of crying to a stranger. He toked me up and recommended a doctor. I'm not with that doctor, but a stranger helping me made me go was, uh, where is was it? Wasn't rock bottom, but it was the first step out of it. Um, and then Queen of Spade also had an interesting comment where she said she was a, a homeless drug addict for over a year. I didn't know that about you. I'm glad you were able to, to overcome that situation. That's a really tough spot to be in. I'm, yeah, that's
1: awesome that you got out of that.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Like, that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, Excellent. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently this is, conversation is very relatable to a lot of people. I'm, I'm glad that this is resonating with people. Mental health is such an important thing to talk about. Um, so I guess, yeah, Amanda, mm, I am bit. so glad you're going to make this channel. I think it's going to share so many important things and open up uh, such an important conversations.
1: Yeah. And I, I I just feel like part of the reason that I'm compelled to do this is because like, I wish that it's something that I had had available to me sooner. Because like, I have all these regrets of like, there are all these things that I could have done with my life if I had known these things earlier. If I had realized, you know, in high school that I had ADHD, I could have gone five years in college instead of just four and actually taken my time and learned all the things that I wanted to learn. Um, just so many so many things that I feel like were, were taken away from me by my mental illness that, um, you know, now I'm able to, to finally, you know, get to do those things. But if I can help other people realize these things about themselves sooner and um, just sort of kind of take back ownership of their brain
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's yeah i think your channel is going to be great i think it's going to inspire a lot of people and it's going to make a lot of people feel less alone which i think is kind of the like one of the most important things about sharing your mental health experiences whenever i've talked about ocd on my channel and i've had someone else in the comments say i have experienced this exact same thing i'm like whoa Because people in my everyday life don't know what I'm talking about. If I'm like, yes, as a child, I was a slow reader because I had to look at every letter and read all the words backwards. Like my mom would be like, Savvy, you can read faster than this. Why are you doing this? But like, I didn't know I had OCD. She didn't know that. No one knew that. No one even knew that was a sign of it. So like, it's just really nice to know, like, yes, this is a thing humans can go through and this is a thing humans can overcome together. And so your channel, I think, is going to be awesome. And I really cannot wait to watch it grow.
1: Well, thank you. And I and, and I, I appreciate both of you uh, giving me advice. And
2: oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying I agree with Savvy.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I I just I'm so thankful to you guys for for being encouraging and RK for helping me make that connection. Like that's going to be a huge help to me. I I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Expect it like 10 minutes after I get your email. So whenever Savvy sends it over, I just yeah, gotta send
1: it over right now.
0: I don't want to forget. Um... Let me find Amanda's email address in my inbox. One second, guys. If I don't do it now, I'll forget. And I don't want to forget because (laughs) I want Amanda to make this amazing connection and I want her YouTube channel to be amazing. Uh, Amanda's email, there it is. Okay, RK, I just hit send. You now have Amanda's email.
2: Fantastic. And literally anyone who wants to try and create connections online, I can't recommend LinkedIn enough. You just literally type in the search bar, something you're looking for. It could be mental health. It could be founder. It could be C see- when I was doing her follow the hummingbird, I was literally typing in, I could just literally show you what I was doing.
0: Yeah. If but it- like I- I'm, I'm your favorite client and you didn't find me on LinkedIn.
2: <laughs> Correct. But I, I still found other clients on LinkedIn. So it doesn't take, if y'all want to find a savvy, you- you'll find once. Savvy's one in a billion.
0: I wish I had success with LinkedIn. I've never had any success with LinkedIn.
2: Don't read my conversations. My computer's moving slow, so I'm having trouble getting those down. <laughs> anyway, so literally you type up here, let's just say when I wanted to grow file the hummingbird, I would do things like not to, my computer moves slow when I share screen. I'm going to X out of all these other tabs. I type in Owner. See results,
1: I'm gonna have to go back to my desk. So I'm putting my mask on.
2: (laughs) Then you're gonna go up here, you're gonna click people. You're going to click, this would be so much more engaging if it wasn't moving so slowly. You're gonna click locations. I always do greater New Orleans area because I think it's more important to grow your business locally Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a small business. Uh, it, it, uh, you're going to be more sustainable if you have that local support. Uh, you can really integrate well in the community. I think it's, I, I think for a small business, it's better to be a big pitch, a big fish in a small pond. Um,
1: right.
2: And then you're going to do connections, second and third. And okay. now, I can search for literally anyone who is a business owner in the New Orleans area that I'm not currently connected to. And I awesome. can just connect to them this easily. Yeah, Boom. I'll
1: I'll have to do that. I might I might spend as soon as I get my uh, timesheet stuff done. I'll have to start working on that.
2: And it's that easy.
1: Yay!
0: Awesome. All right, That's Amanda so clearly helpful. has Thank to go so back much. to work. I don't want to keep you from your your no, fine. job. Some, you have
1: to do somehow. I didn't miss a single call. I don't know how that happened.
0: Yes, so. <laughs> it was meant to be. Oh, I like
2: your office. I like that 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 interior brick right there. It's I love the the plants inside. you got yeah. you got a nice a nicely designed office.
1: Yeah, yeah it looks so like comfortable. It's an, it's an engineering firm, so I would hope that it it looks. <laughs>
2: that they could design something.
1: Yeah. We have this super cute plant wall. I love the plant wall. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. This office, and that, that's another thing that has helped me tremendously is I'm incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged that I found a work environment where like it's It's always supposed to be sort of like a a a red flag if they're like, Oh, we're like a family here. But literally, this is a family owned business, and they treat their employees like family. The benefits are amazing. Like for my mental health and like the needs that I have as an employee, that like I could not have found a better employer. This place really has made a huge difference in my mental health journey, honestly.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Awesome, Amanda. Thank you so much for being our 9:06 a.m. meeting today.
1: Yeah, thank you. For this was way me. more
0: productive than Grant Cardone's meeting in the book. It specifically says <laughs> all he does is talk about success. Yeah. We talked about way more than success, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to to seeing your YouTube channel happen.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so excited, and I like I said, I I really appreciate your guys' advice and help and and all of that. So. Yeah, anytime. Time. Yeah, I, I feel I feel much more optimistic about about actually pursuing this because it's it's been just an idea for so long, partially because I've been thinking like, what you know, what if it's not actually a good idea? So.
2: Oh, any opportunity to create content is a fantastic idea. For one, it's going to turn you, you'll end up being more, I mean, one one of the best ways to learn about a topic is to teach it. And you're going to become such an expert in this field just by educating others.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is I I've even thought about pursuing a degree uh, in psychology and like getting certified as a therapist, because that's, that's actually something that I had considered as a career path before, but I just, you know, I always assumed I wasn't smart enough for, but like, now that I'm aware of the struggles that I'm working against, like it's not that I'm not smart. It's just that it's harder for me to learn.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think you would be an excellent therapist. Just my, my <laughs> layman's opinion from <laughs> without any expert knowledge, but man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this happen. I really appreciate you coming on today.
1: Well, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. our pleasure uh have a great rest of your day at work you too bye. bye bye all
0: right so a lot of people loved um amanda's interview here uh let's see uh split hoof rivera says thank you amanda harley says great interview and good luck on your channel queen of spades says i feel like this talk was way more productive than any grant has ever had <laughs> i think so too
2: <laughs>
0: guys it's official We've had two 9.06 a.m. morning meetings, and we are better at it than Grant Cardone is. I'm positive of that.
2: I mean, he's pretty good at tutoring his daughter.
0: That's pretty cute. Like, if he just pretty made adorable. his 9.06 a.m. morning meeting, him and his daughter working on her homework together, like, that would actually be great. That would, would that, that would blow that. us out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that would be way better.
2: If he started doing that, we'd have to, like, tutor Logan and Chewy on stream.
0: I know. I was all, I, I guess I could train Chewy, teach him new tricks on stream. But we could stuff. get him like those
2: pads, those communication pads. I got you know? him
0: those. I haven't set them up yet though, but I ordered them a, a little bit ago and I've got them. I want him to learn. Um, I, I bought just like three of them. So he could, I, I feel like Chewy's just going to learn some simple words. He's going to learn because sometimes, you know, he just sits there and whines and doesn't, I'm like, do you want to play? Here's a toy. You already ate dinner. Like what, what could you want? And, so I was going to have him have one that's like walk, one that's like play, and one that is snack. Except I think he's just going to stand at the snack button, bapping it all day long, because he just constantly wants a snack.
2: I'm actually composing this email right now. That's why I stopped <laughs> being well, like While, a you're, while um, you're doing
0: that, I'm going to ask you a question so that uh, you have to get distracted again. But should was Ash- Ash has this question that I think you would be way better to answer than me because you know more about LinkedIn. Ash wants to know, I have my corporate job LinkedIn, but would it be better to make a separate LinkedIn for the company I started?
2: Uh, are you violating any rules if you start using your LinkedIn to recruit? Because if so, then yes. If not, probably doesn't really matter. Um, also, also, you should
0: make a, a LinkedIn page for the company. But yeah. Use your own personal, use your your page as yourself
2: for both of them. Unless you're breaking your company Uh-oh. rules by rec- by recruiting for a separate business on your LinkedIn. Um, That's true. So if you, if you are, then yes. If not, I agree with Savvy. You got to create a company page. Make sure you have a logo for your company page. It looks a lot more legit than just having that gray box up there for, a co- even if it's just a podcast. Uh, I, I now have the new gray and gold uh, podcast logo up there. It looks so much better. Um, oh,
0: I haven't seen the new logo yet. Where's the new logo? Should I go oh. on your LinkedIn?
2: Yeah. are you want to share
0: just share your screen with me.
2: Okay, let's do this. <sighs> yeah, uh LinkedIn. I mean, for you, I would just make a company page if if, if you don't have to make another one just because that's a total nightmare. Um, it's better to just have everything on one thing. And you can have up to thirty thousand um connections on LinkedIn. So it should take you a while to fill it. Even I'm only at like fifteen thousand and I've been doing this for two years. Uh, Okay, my computer's moving slowly partially because I'm getting so many messages on LinkedIn because I, okay, so also y'all, when it comes to LinkedIn, if you don't know what to say, it's pretty simple. I always start every single connection. I know it sounds like a bot, but it, it, it's still a pretty harmless bot. I always start every single connect. Oh, I don't actually have the, the logo on LinkedIn. I have, um, I have a different logo on LinkedIn because the, the official one didn't work. So let, oh, me okay. get, let me pull it up on Facebook. That'll be better. Um, but I always send everyone I connect with on LinkedIn. Uh, Thanks for connecting. How are you? It's one of those things where I feel like if they don't respond to that, they won't respond to anything.
0: You should start them all with hey hon.
2: Hey hun, you want to join my business? Yeah, exactly. For, for, for twenty five hundred dollars, you can get a starter kit.
0: Exactly. Yeah, just I'll go on LinkedIn and message everyone and say, Hey hon.
2: Logan, you want to join my MLM? You do? You do? Yeah, wag that tail. Come on, Aww, let's
0: go. See, that's better than Chewy. When you guys saw, I did a video where I tried to fake pitch Chewy in MLM because Eric Borey's book was giving me advice on how to do it, and Chewy ignored me. He ignored me, and then he walked away. He did not want to hear the sales pitch at all.
2: I'm better at selling to dogs than you.
0: I guess you are.
2: Did I just share you the
0: streamception?
1: Whoa.
2: <laughs> okay, let's let's try this again. <laughs> there we go. This this is our new logo.
0: Ooh, oh, dude, I love that logo.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of other like
0: perfect for you guys.
2: We have a lot of other like specific logo based things too, and designs with our names vertically. We basically we went full sci fi. We just we just swerved right to the sci fi look. Spithunt
0: but Rivera is asking for the dog tax, so hold up. I let me see if I can get Chewy in here. He's a, I don't even. Oh, he might be still in bed right now. No, it's ten. He's probably not. I don't know where Chewy is. Can you get Logan on camera? Or is he at doggy daycare?
2: Logan, you want to come on camera? Oh, he's he's up. Okay, let's do Logan.
0: Oh baby! Oh puppy friend! Hello! Hello, Logan! Oh, are you a good boy? Are you Hi, a good boy? Join
2: my MLM! Ah! I can sell you a twenty-five hundred dollar starter kit right now! Whoop, whoop. He wants to speak into the microphone. Who wants to sign up right now? We can reach success and 10X it. Ah, little 10X puppy! Oh. Sorry, everyone. I'm super busy answering all my emails because I'm currently making my life better. It's okay if you just want to sit there doing nothing.
0: Ah, he's so cute.
2: I think he's over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. I would join his MLM. I, if Logan started an MLM, I would actually join it. He's too cute. Um, if he came up to me and was like, buy my starter kit, I'd be like, oh, you're so cute. How could I not? I'd love to have you as my upline just so I could give you head scratches every day.
2: Yeah, he's worth it. He's my favorite MLM. Uh-huh. 10X and
0: cute. That's what that's what Cher says.
2: We we could so start a doggy MLM around peanut butter treats.
0: We could could start an MLM where you have to adopt five dogs and then those dogs have to adopt, have to adopt five, five dogs. dogs. And then the dogs all have to raise each other.
2: What do you think, Logan?
0: Mm, yes.
2: I, I told you that I'm pretty sure his backstory is I rescued him from an LSD lab.
0: Yeah, he's he's chill, dude. He's the chillest dog I've ever seen.
2: Oh, he matches the he, he matches the um, environment very well.
0: He's so cute. I wanna hug him so bad. I wish I could hug him through the screen. Why can't I, I hug a puppy through the screen?
2: I told you that um his crowning achievement is helping two people with who have been deathly afraid of dogs get over their fear.
0: Uh, that's so sweet because Chewy could never do that Chewy makes people's fear of dogs worse because he does not know how to not come on strong we have to like if someone comes over we have to give him treats we have to do a whole little routine so he doesn't keep bouncing up and down he's too excited and it's cute but it's like if people don't like dogs they will get
2: intimidated by it so we've been trying to work on it for like four years I think I've long trained him that like me holding him is chill out time because, like, this has always been my solution to whenever he gets super hyper. I just picked him up, and now whenever I just pick him up, he immediately, st- like, he just goes, he's just like, okay, it's, it's, it's time to be held time. <laughs> I love him so much, though. He's so cute with his little, little gray, he's a little old man. Oh, he's a little old man.
0: What a cute. Okay, wait, I need to see if I can find Chewie, guys. I want to see if I can find him and if he'll let me pick him up. He probably won't, but I'm going to give it a try anyway. I'll be right back.
2: Okay, y'all, ask Logan any questions you have on his new MLM. Hmm. Well, Savvy's gone, and I'm struggling to speak with Logan on my lap. I love you, though. Oh, God. He's heavier than he looks. And he was on a sensitive area briefly there. I love you. He's a good boy, if you can't tell. He's a really good boy. Oh, shit. I gotta go. So y'all are gonna be alone for a second. Uh, Tell Savvy that I'll be right back.
1: Y'all, I gotta apologize. Chewie is being lazy, and he
0: will not get off the couch. I'm trying- like, normally he'll do literally anything for food, but I cannot get him off the couch. He's just, like, in such a lazy mood today, laying in the sun. Um, oh, Chewie's coming! Chewy, come here, buddy! Guys, never mind, Chewie's here. Alright, buddy, let's come on up. Let's come up. Oh, come, come on. you're a heavy boy. Chewie's here everybody. Here he is. Oh, good boy. Are you a good boy? Chewie does not really like being picked up, so I'm going to put him back down, but I wanted everyone to get to say hi. Oh, Chewie, I know. I know. I'm putting you down. It's okay.
1: You're such a good boy. Everyone
0: loves you. All right. That's Chewie. We got Chewie here for a minute, so that's good. Also, I wanted to thank Splithoof Rivera for the super chat tip for puppy. Thank you. Oh, Chewy, there you are. Hi. Hello. So we got some puppies on the stream today. Yes, you're a good boy.
2: You're a good boy.
0: Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for saying hi. All right, everyone. I'm glad everyone is... uh, <laughs> Chewy's a good boy. I love it. Chewy, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. Well, I mean, Chewy is a spokesperson for my company because I do have Chewy plushies and books and merch and all of that. Um, cool. Where are where did RK go? Did he get on a business call? Probably. Um, I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. Um Split hoof Rivera says requesting the dog tax was the, the best decision I made all day and it's only 2 a.m. <laughs> I mean, requesting the pet tax is never a mistake. You like getting to see the pets. That's always a lot of fun. I'm, I love when Logan comes on camera. Logan's a good boy. Chewie's a good boy. I'm glad everyone enjoyed getting to see the pups. Um, I wish that Chewie liked sitting on my lap more, because I would hold him up here while we do streams, and it would be fun. He sometimes likes to sit on our laps, but when we pick him up, he's just like, a. Uh... Um. Yeah, so, so Chewie's a good boy. He was being lazy today, though. He was, like, napping in the sun. I think today is a napping in the sunshine kind of day for him. Um, yeah. So, I mean... Guys, tomorrow we're gonna do. Tomorrow we're gonna do our last Living Like Grant Cardone stream. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow because we're gonna be reviewing the book, uh, the 10x rule. So we've both read this book. We're gonna be reviewing it. We both have uh, things to say about it. Uh, most of them are not great. <laughs> so if you want to hear us rant about this book, that kind of sucks. We're also going to talk about Grant's book Be Obsessed or Be Average, which we both DNF'd. We both stopped reading it because neither of us could get through it. It was so bad. So we are going to be reviewing that tomorrow as well. We're going to review, so we're reviewing Grant Cardone's two books tomorrow. We're going to reflect on what went well this week, what we want to keep moving forward, even though it's pretty obvious that what we want to keep from this week is the 906 meetings because they're a lot of fun. I mean I guess they don't have to be at 906, but I'm used to them being at 906 now. So I think they're just going to be at 906 forever. Um, So we're going to do that. And then we will discuss going into next week what we're going to do, which is going to be to live like Tony Robbins for a week. I don't know who we're going to do after Tony Robbins. Someone mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe we'll live like Gwyneth Paltrow at some point. I think we're going to also live like, uh, oh, hey, we're also going to live like uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Tom Brady and someone else. We have a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe Gary Vee at some point. I'm trying to get through this book right now, Rise and Grind. Which is such a business book title. It has a bunch of morning routine stuff in it. All right. Um, Yeah, I was just kind of wrapping everything up. And Chewy was on camera. You missed Chewy.
2: Oh, Chewy's adorable there. They all got both. They got both of our dogs. Yeah. Are you okay? You seem very exhausted. I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things or right now? Both. Uh, I'm fine right now. In the grand scheme of things, we're all slowly dying and going turned to oblivion.
0: Oh, well, I mean, that, <laughs> save that for Gary V Week, dude.
2: Nah, no, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Gary V Week because I feel like Gary V Week is going to be everything Grant Cardone is not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I unless unless a, another guru tells us otherwise, I think next week we can start waking up at seven and then just never go back. I'm done with being up at five or six. We'd be up at seven next week and then never go back. That's my plan.
2: I think when we start creating our own wake up plans, I'm looking at 645 as my wake up because I want to get my workout started at seven.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah, but I think I'm going to go with seven just because if the number is before seven, it makes me very upset.
2: I get it. In the grand scheme of things, or is a worrying sentence, my friend. <laughs> it really is. It really is. My bad. Uh, I didn't mean to scare anyone. Um, I Yeah, I'm feeling a little nihilistic because, you know, I'm reading Jordan Peterson.
0: Oh, yeah. We have to live like Jordan Peterson for a week, too. I can't wait for that. To, uh, we have to talk about how the world is awful, <laughs> and we have to make our bed, mm. and we have to uh, compare everything to lobsters and we have oh dude talk- the
2: lobster comparison was so funny
0: <laughs> we had to do that and then we have to uh talk about how disney is liberal propaganda because uh elsa in frozen doesn't have a boyfriend
2: <laughs> i i don't mind some of it goes back to everything we talk about i really don't mind some of his advice i, I oh think yeah he,
0: absolutely yeah like he, like
2: and here's the other thing too he's really smart like you're not he, like I I can't deny that. He's he's a a really well-educated individual.
0: That's the thing.
2: It's just, he puts way too much stock in order and structure. Without without openly accepting the fact that the more stock you put into building up these orders and structures, and he quotes Taoism all the time. I'm just thinking to myself like, he studied this more than I did. So maybe he knows more than I do on this topic. Not maybe, he definitely does. But in my incredibly loose understanding of two texts I've read on Taoism, it's not about all of that order and structure. That's more Confucius. This it's like it's it's more about finding purpose in the exa- in the moment that you're living, not organizing yeah. your life to an exact degree. And he's all about organizing his life to an exact degree, which is fine as long as it's a well-oiled machine. But the second something breaks, your entire life implodes.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, I think he he kind of uh, because he went through a rough time during the pandemic, so I think he's kind of realized that. He's always come off as someone who's like is very well educated and very knowledgeable and smart in a bunch of topics and as a result thinks that he's knows everything, you know, like people who get smart in in, in some things and suddenly think that means they're smart about everything.
2: Yeah. People mentioned it in the chat all the time, the halo effect, which is mostly I've noticed with appearance. If someone's hot, they're smart. Um, but it's very true with just about anything. I mean, look at Elon Musk. People think that just because he knows how to build rockets, he understands crypto.
0: Right. Yeah. People think like, oh, this person's smart. Therefore, I can trust them to do anything. And it's like, no, most people are specialized in an area. And they're very smart at that thing. It's like Ben Carson. Like He's a brilliant neurosurgeon. But like should Can't not be it. a politician like when you get him on- <laughs> to talk about like policies for our country he sounds unhinged it's like what it's like no dude let him specialize he's brilliant at doing neurosurgery let him be a brain surgeon and change the world like i mean it's it's his own choice that he made to go into politics but it was a stupid choice because like that's the thing if you're amazing at one thing you're not going to be amazing at everything else just by default
2: yeah, Betsy DeVos. she's brilliant at scamming adults, so why are you letting her scam children?
0: <laughs> um, Beth Marie wants to know, will we ever do ones we like, like Mel Robbins or Gretchen Rubin Happiness Project? I actually have never researched either of them at all. So, potentially. Well we'll definitely we're definitely taking suggestions for gurus whose morning routines we should live like because we have to
2: do Patrick Star though. We have to we have, we to, have, to, we have, to, have to wake Patrick up at Star. 3 a.m. Even if it's just one day eat we a have hamburger a in <laughs> bed and go back to sleep. We and we can make Patrick Star a weekend. We can do like a sun like a Patrick Star Sunday special. <laughs> and we it, it, God, we could do this, we could do a 3 a.m. stream. We wake up at 3 a.m. to eat a veg like I'll, I'll, I'll do the veggie <laughs> burger. And we're like, guys, this is our 3 a.m. stream. We're each just gonna eat a burger. How's everyone doing?
0: Oh, maybe we should uh, live like Trump for a week.
2: So do we got to spray paint our toilets gold?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, like, I mean, I guess we could look at what, what Trump was doing back in his, like, the apprentice days or something. Like, we wouldn't live like Trump in his president time for a week because that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense.
2: we just took uh, golf all the time.
0: we just golf all day. <laughs> We'd just golf all day. <laughs> um... Awesome. Rent a car, pretend to be a. R- I mean, we are planning once we meet in person to spend like $200 and rent an airplane for an hour and take. Oh, time and out. I, a- I gotta
2: say something real quick. Do you want to hear the funniest shit in the world? I mean, obviously, yes, of course. I queried Father in the Forest last year. I then self published it. An agent just asked for it.
0: Oh! <laughs> Missed your chance, buddy. This book is this book I is missed my chance to chance. lose
2: all of this money, y'all. Because <laughs> I, I, th- I think I made more money doing the self-publishing. Oh uh, just, yeah. Because like November, when I was spending all that ad money, I was actually doing really well.
0: Yeah, y'all. I, I. That's this is inspiring me because I am going to film my video today about my non-traditional path to traditional publishing. Girl, stop querying. I love that you came up with that name for it. I'm gonna call it "Girl, Stop Querying."
2: That's fucking. I'm sorry. I can't get over it. this. is This is too funny.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That reminds me of like when um when the person who sent me the rejection letter for applying to be a creative writing major at Northwestern re- rejected me, and then five years later was liking my posts about my new books coming out on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just can't get, I'm just reading the email. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny, cause since querying that too, I really started diving deeper into indie publishing and why it makes more sense in every way. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, oh, girl, start recording. I, I, thought, I thought Joseph was like, girl, stop recording. Like the stream has gone on too long. <laughs>
0: start recording i think he wants me to record my video which i will right after our stream
2: yeah sorry i I didn't but
0: no don't be sorry dude that is the funniest thing ever and i'm so like that's beautiful that's beautiful make a video about that
2: maybe i don't know i think saying it on the stream again nah i just here's like like i'm i'm i know for a fact unless unless someone approaches me and gives me a deal that's too good to be true I know personally I'm not going to seek representation anymore because now I know that with when I make a steady paycheck and can then invest funds into marketing on Amazon, I can actually make really good money self-publishing.
0: Yeah, I have no interest in finding an agent. Like people sometimes ask me like, "Oh, you ever going to get a literary agent?" No. I'm too much of a I'm, a I'm too much of an entrepreneur for that. I enjoy the entrepreneurship process and that's the thing. It's like you got to do what motivates you. Pitching books to literary agents does not motivate me. I find it tedious and I find it upsetting and it does, it's not something I would be excited about the result either. What makes me excited is doing like knowing that I'm, I'm putting my books out there and creating my own thing and doing my own. And even if I work with a small press, I'm excited about that because I know that I'm working with another small business and we're promoting each other. And so that's what excites me. Small businesses excite me. Literary agents don't excite me. Middleman positions in general don't excite me.
2: I think Queen of Spades indie music thing is an interesting point as well because I do think that indie writing is now going the route of indie music where Mm -hmm. authors are going to start taking more of the power and they're going to now start having the negotiating power when they come to the table. Historically, there's always been the gatekeepers with agents who were sort of the same realm of A&Rs for record labels. Now people can build up indie brands with music. And when a record label approaches them, they bring a lot more to the table. They bring an entire audience where it's like, look, I can live my current lifestyle with this independent audience. What are you going to do to take me away from this? Because now you're measuring opportunity cost.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. I, you guys watch my narrow casting video. The indie world is taking over everything, books, music, movies, movies, now that the internet is gives us this instant access to p- present things to each other, nobody like requires, like, will it be financially easier to have a middleman if you're just starting out potentially, but like nobody requires it now. Like there's technology that anyone can do whatever they want themselves, and you should, should, should just do it.
2: And I completely agree. And I love all of you. Thank you yep. so much.
0: Thanks for being here. Um,
2: Get ready for the Patrick no, wait, Star Mel, video.
0: Mel Robbins is not Tony's wife, actually. Tony's Robbins' wife is named Sage. Uh, Mel Robbins is a separate self-help guru who is unrelated to Tony Robbins, which is interesting. But Mel Robbins, I've heard, is not as toxic as Tony Robbins is. But I, you also mentioned Brene Brown, and I do think we should live like her for a week, too. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the stream for today because we've been on for a while. But tomorrow morning, join us at 8 a.m. Same time, same place. We'll have a 9.06 a.m. morning meeting. We will review Grant Cardone's books. We will talk shit about them. We will talk about what worked and what didn't work this week. And uh, then we'll get ready for next week. So see y'all again tomorrow morning. Friday streams are so fun. Don't forget to support small businesses. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Bye, friends.